With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Brings us to the back. We walk through a series of fucking naked bodies of hookers and insanity. Get to the back and there at the back of the room, I see the single most disgusting thing ever going on. Her name's Ginger, bro. Ginger, 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 Ginger. We got a new dog. She's right there. Andre, can you just pan down to the lion? She's so fluffy. That we named her. We named perfect. her Ginger. It's final. Ginger the Giant on Instagram. I don't know how we secure that handle. Anyways, welcome back to Impulsive, the number one podcast in the world. Thank you guys for listening, watching, viewing, subscribing. If you're not subscribed, hit that subscribe button for me. Oh, is she back here? Whoa. Oh, she is. Yo, Mike, you're famous now? What happened last night? Oh, something did happen. Your dick's a little bigger today. Hmm? I appeared on an episode of TMZ last night. That's Whoa. incredible. Yeah, I'm not going to lie to you. Oh. What did they, they ask you? No big deal. They asked me, you know. Like the camera's flashing in your face and I stuff? I walk out of catch. Had had a nice meal with two lovely ladies. Mm-hmm. I walk out. And there's a one camera guy walks up first. Then the lights go on. And, they, and yeah. I hear, welcome back to the number one podcast. And then I'm like, Amazing. wow, they knew. They knew. They knew. That's awesome. And they started asking incredible. me really weird questions. Do they do that to you? Um, TMZ tries to get like clips on like what celebrities think of certain subjects. They are asking me about road rage. Yeah, yeah. Donald Trump. Um, or some other things. Jake Paul's house party with designer. Did you do the classic like I I don't want you to be asking me questions? No, 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 okay. no, 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 no What happened was the girls hadn't come out with me, and so I was talking, and the whole time I was like, "Yo, I hope the girls walk out and like kind of come up to my side while I'm fucking talking to them." They and like three that. quarters of the way through, they did it. They come oh. out, and it was all going so swimmingly. And then I realized I ordered a Kia. As my Uber. Uh, and so I got in the backseat of a fucking oh Kia, no. bro. Yeah. And they were like, yeah, see you later, you fucking loser. Yeah. <laughs> you gotta love Did you get that. Hello, it is Ryan. And I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on Chumbacasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me. And you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. VGW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Nervous? I was a little. When, um, n- when, I, I, when I hear the camera clicks in yeah. the flash, sometimes I'm like, oh, that no. guy, the clicking guy wasn't there. It was just two videos. Oh, okay, and okay. so that made it a little better. But I luckily I hadn't drank a lot of dinner. So I was pretty, I was pretty, I was pretty chill. I um, you didn't I, drink I, a lot of dinner. Yeah, that's because I've been doing yeah. liquid. Uh, You've been dinners. chewing your food and yeah. putting it in the cup. Yeah. yeah, that's awesome. I went out last night too. I had dinner with my mother, my sweet mother, oh, and nice. my brother, my my brother Jake. Beautiful. Um, I love that. And then we were going to a party, which is where I met up with you. Yeah. And uh, my mom, like, kind of casually, a little shy. She's like, Logan, do you mind if I come to the like party with you? And I'm, and I'm like, I'm like, no, I don't mind at all. You're my you're my sweet sweet mother, and I love you. Mm-hmm. And she goes, well, I just I don't want to ruin the vibe. And in my head, I'm like, I'm like, bitch, you are the vibe. Yeah. <laughs> bitch, you are the vibe, bro. Nothing well, welcome to that. LA where no dudes are bringing their moms to parties. But when That's you rare. do, it's awesome, bro. Mm-hmm. 
Everyone in LA loves a mother because all true. our mothers are back in Kansas or Ohio or Michigan. Yeah, everybody comes out here to whore out. Yeah, it's Remem- like you got to have the mother yeah. around to remind you that you're not truly mom, a whore. Mom, you got me laid. You got you me did. laid. She actually did. No, really? You, did. you really did, mom. You know, I'm gonna say by who too. Can you believe? Pam, no, you- no. Pam, are you proud of that or are you kind of concerned? Why? Oh, she's concerned. You're my wingman. Yo, I'm like, I'm like, hi, nice to meet you. By the way, here's my sweet dear mother, and they're like, oh my god, where are you from? By the way, isn't it it funny when you were younger, bringing your mom around would actually stop you from getting laid? Yes. Now in LA, if you bring your mom out with you, girls are like, oh my God, you're so cute. Like you're not like these other fuck boys. When in reality, it's, you know, it's the ticket. It's the the key. Yeah. Take notes. Um, Took the dog to the vet, took Ginger to the vet today. They try to do the classic, um, let me stick my fingers up your dog's butt, yo. I yeah. won't let this happen ever. Classic. Ever. You wouldn't let the you wouldn't let him do a rectal exam? No. Nah. No, he didn't. He had he had he had PTSD. I was fighting with the vet. Post traumatic. He's like, I could just stick my fingers up the, uh, the stick in your finger in my ass disorder. <laughs> <laughs> well, he had his his anus <clears throat> penetrated yeah, at a younger bro, age. Yeah, it was, bro. The, the doc stuck his fingers on my butt. Wait, a that, dog stuck his no, fingers a up a dog, a oh, dog, bro. Oh, I was like, what kind I, of bestiality What's good? No, nah, I was, um, I, I, I think you guys have heard this story before. I, I had hit my head on a trampoline, <laughs> seven millimeter skull fracture, and yeah. I went to the doctor, got life lighted, and, uh. You got to check the ass. Well, like, apparently. It's, it makes also, sense. Like, also, like, let's not tell the 12 year old who's, by the way, in a fucking neck brace laying face down that helpless. I'm going to go. Totally helpless. <laughs> Did he do? Oh, Wait, that's not let, even an. I swear, that's what wait, he did. Pam, and I'm just like, ah! is that is that a standard operating procedure when someone has a head injury to have a finger up the ass? Is that a normal? In the ER, yes, they have to check all orifices. All they have orifices? to check all orifices. They have an orifice <laughs> checklist. The <laughs> funny, funny, because he's never mentioned them sticking their fingers in his ear, his nose, yeah, looking at in his mouth. <laughs> it was this doctor's just obsessed I with his butthole. Much. <laughs> What's good? I, would, I really hate to see it. I really would have wish he would have given me a, a wet willy, but no, just no, a wet, just a wet <laughs> ass. Yeah. A wet hey, 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 what a weird transition to bring in the greatest maybe guest not. of all time. Maybe not. Maybe not. Maybe though. not. Um, it's I. I can't believe what's happening right now, ladies and gentlemen. We we fucking got him. Secured the bag. Who a, got this guest, by the way? Uh, Colin, was this you? Did you secure the bag Holy on this one? Shit, hey, shout dude. out, Colin. Thank you, bro. We love you, Colin. Guys, we got a legendary guest on the show today. He was at one time Wall Street's most successful executive. He made hundreds of millions of dollars. His actions, though, led him to jail. Then a life of redemption. Hey, Leonardo <laughs> DiCaprio played him in the movie. It's the real Wolf of Wall Street. It's Jordan Belfort. Oh, oh I got the chest bump. What's up? What's up? What's up? All right, how are you, buddy? All right. Yo, wow. good to see you. Uh, so I'm looking at uh, his fingers uh, up the butt here, huh? Uh, <laughs> There's nothing yeah. wrong with that. He's a little older, you know? No, I'm not looking forward to it, but anyway. Yeah. You can't tell me you haven't had fingers up your butt. <laughs> well, you know, many fingers. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> So or, or you know, I mean, I didn't know about the whole orifice thing. I mean, check through the emergency room later. Say I have a trauma, yeah. you know. <laughs> I'm a little horny today. It's, huh? like, it's like, yo, doc, I'm, I think I'm hurt. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Please, <laughs> what's the injury, <laughs> sir? You're fine. <laughs> you're a new thing. Every you look day. fine. It's like, good to have moms good. around, you know. But, yeah. Nah, my mom's cool, yo. True. Yeah. Hey, good to see you. You too, pal. How you doing? You got uh, ten people with you. I know. I got a whole crew. Who, who are who are all these? I got my son here, who was my you know partner in my business. He's awesome. Oh, your which, son. Which one's that? Oh, oh okay. yeah. We don't turn a computer on. You know, you guys are like I grew up after the computer age, right? So uh, he runs all my social media. Got some film crew here. I got 
Yeah, but you have, two, you have two videographers. And one of them's yeah. not... Three? And yeah. one of them's not a steady well, one, cam? Yeah, one just showed up out of the blue. This, so, is, yeah. this is incredible. I have a feeling some of me here is because of you, buddy. So, you know, they, oh, they want to yeah. check out the whole Logan Paul uh, experience. I'm, so. a, I'm a pussy, bro. Right? It's like, that's, <laughs> Pam, he's doing it again with the self-deprecation. self yeah. 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 Hey, so you're a legend, dude. Oh, thank the you. The real wolf of Wall Street. And that I am. That I am. Wow. You did a lot of drugs, huh? Ah, oh, you know, massive quantities. I mean, like on a daily basis. <laughs> <laughs> I was a I was I was a great I was a very responsible addict though I mean like uh, I was like a, a human petri dish I mixed them like perfectly and the thing was I didn't drink a lot of alcohol so you can sort of like balance everything out you know you know it started off with like one drug right yeah like doing it once on a Thursday night so I could well, I have three days to recover take Friday off right then I started doing it on Saturday night and you know Sunday morning maybe and sleep it off for Monday right but then I started getting tired from the lose to make you it's a downer. Yeah. So I, had, I felt responsible for some coke to wake up, right? Wait, what'd you say? The lewds? The lewds make you sleep. <laughs> for, for the kids, why don't you, why don't you tell yeah. these kids what the lewds are? Quaaludes are basically like it's a barbiturate sleeping pill, right? And what happened was when they were first invented, um, psychiatrists gave them to like housewives because it made you sleep and didn't give you a big hangover, right? Well, it didn't take long for people to figure out if you fought off the first 20 minutes of sleep, you got the most kick-ass Yo, fucking high in the world, right? Wait, wait, he, you're like quoting the movie really? and yeah. I'm hearing the real Jordan yeah, Belfort say but, but you know it became the most abused drug ever so I think for <clears> every <throat> legitimate prescription written it was probably a hundred thousand that were just bogus right now this oh. is in the 80s this right? is in the, the 70s so late 70s, 70s. Late 70s okay. days. and yeah. we had these these guys called lewd doctors so you'd go to the docs they would supposedly weight loss doctors so they'd give you um speed black beauties to lose weight. And they say, oh, I can't sleep with that. They give you the lose to fall asleep. That was the scam, right? So you have all these kids lining up around the block. They get a prescription. And you go crack it at the pharmacy. And there you go. You, you know, know you're, you're not the only person on this set who has experimented with substances. But I want you to take a guess as to who the other person is that had a little bit of a run themselves. Like, look around you. Who who looks suspicious here? Dude, you, I assume all of you have. I mean, you know. Well, well, the well, vegan? Fair enough. Look, you mean, he's look vegan. at his skin. It's glowing. He's radiating positivity. Oh, well, we should, I would say it's him, dude. But you yeah. weren't supposed to tell well, us. It's, not, it's over, bro. The segment's taking too long. All right, right? Fine. I was gonna, I was gonna <laughs> say you because it was kind of a setup. Join us today during the Jeep Celebration event. Right now, get twenty percent below MSRP for an average of fifteen thousand one seventy eight under MSRP on the purchase of a twenty twenty three Jeep Grand Cherokee Overland four by e or Summit four by e. Not compatible with lease offers or with any other consumer and set of offers. 15,178 average based on 20% below average MSRP from all 2023 Grand Cherokee Overland 4xE and Summit 4xE models and dealer stock. Residency restrictions apply. Take retail delivery from dealer stock by 4-1. Jeep is a registered trademark. <laughs> what was your drug of choice? Uh, everything, dude. Opiates. Oxycontin. So like Oxycontin for our generation was that, like yeah. your lewds. Yeah, yeah, this, yeah. You know, overpowered the streets. But Wait, was you so said you, in the movie... Leo said, I will not die sober. Are you going to die sober? <laughs> Good question. I don't think much about dying just yet, you know? but hopefully I won't, though, you know? I mean, I want to die very nicely in my sleep maybe many years from now, but hopefully I won't be stone cold sober, yeah? <laughs> would you Would you become a robot if that meant you could live for like 200, no, 400 no years? No way. No, you wouldn't? Oh, God, no. I mean, like, honestly. You're ready to you get know, out? Not yet, but I mean, like, I wouldn't want to live forever. What man. if I told you right now... <clears throat> That if you switched your diet up a little bit, stopped eating meat, never drank again for the rest of your life, and really started drinking perfectly pH balanced water, you could add roughly two to four years onto the end of your life. Would you do it? 
No fucking way. Anything yeah. <laughs> I think is bullshit. I think we're, I, I think there's so many things involved in in you know. What, I think a lot is genetics. Who lives the longest? My family, my, all, my parents are both alive. They're in their late 80s. My grandparents are in their 90s. So I think it's a lot mostly genetics. But listen, there's things you can do. You can live a certain way and have a shit life. I, I live and I enjoy every day. You know what I'm saying? I don't worry about everything in the corner. I turn around what I put in my mouth. I don't abuse myself anymore. Right. Yeah. Right. You know what I'm saying? Right. But I'm not like are, you know. Are you, so, are you sober now? Pretty much, I'll drink a little bit here okay. and there, but I'm, you know, I'm not, drugs, drugs were my thing. I never really drank that much alcohol. So I'm pretty safe with a, you know, glass of scotch once in a while. Right. But you know, no lewds, no Coke, you know, and uh, when, I was doing like mountains of Coke, I you know, ski jumps off the fucking <laughs> Coke. Yeah. That's great. Off yeah. strippers' asses. Oh, and, and, you know, just at the least, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Well, everyone's ass. Huh? <laughs> I was doing it all the time. <laughs> doctor's <laughs> ass. Not an ass. Not nonstop. cocaine. Yeah, it was uh, pretty crazy. But you know, listen, um, when you're young, listen, the things that make sense when you're 25, 26, they don't make as much sense when you're 55, 56, <laughs> yeah, you know, right? For real, yeah. So, um, like, I, I wouldn't take all that stuff back for your drugs. I had a great, listen, I had a great time. I overdid it. And, like, I look at drugs, seriously, it's like a, it's like a privilege. Some people can do it, and they can live a normal life. Once you cross over a certain point, it'll fuck you up, and you're done. You just can't do them anymore, <clears> right? But but I don't. I have friends that still do, and they Totally live normal lives. So I don't sneer down at people. But what's oh. the what's the point? What's the point that when you cross, it's unhealthy? Yeah, you know, we, used to, we, used to, we used to have a saying. We used to have a saying at Stratton: if you go out with the boys, you got to wake up with the men. Oh shit! Right. So when you yeah. when you can't when you can no longer do that, that's when you've crossed over. Uh, or yeah. like when you're out, you know, at your daughter's birthday party, and you know you're upstairs just with a crack pipe instead of downstairs. You know, then you know you kind of crossed over as well. You know, it's a couple of leading indicators. Uh, you know, you're supposed to be down. Or like when you're in a strip club, like marrying the stripper, like you know, call my mother, hey mom, I'm marrying Blaze the stripper. Yeah, you, know, you crossed over. Yeah, you know, maybe. But listen, there's a lot of points where you, know, you think, listen, I did all this. this the uh, the scene with the uh, Quaaludes where I crashed all those cars. Right? Yep. Didn't remember. True story. That was that happened. <clears throat> true story, hundred percent true, hundred percent true. And right? did you did you think the car was? I to this day, give me a fucking lie detector. I could pass a lie detector test right now. I don't remember hitting one car. I'm sure. Like when I saw my, sure. I was like, "What the fuck? Who stole my fucking car?" Huh? And then the thing, but the oh magic is though, no, the magic of Quaaludes though is that like it's not like alcohol. So like they arrest me, right? I'm like, I'm sleeping half the time. I'm like half asleep. I'm in a jail cell, like Mayberry RFD. It's like a, a local jail cell. You're probably too young for that, maybe. Your mom knows what I'm talking about here, right? It's like this old TV show with like a little county jail, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah. It's me and like two cops with right? the big key that right? goes in the Basically, lock and shit. Right? So I'm on the for sleeping, drooling on the concrete, basically, right? And it's like 11 o'clock at night, right? All of a sudden, I'm sober. Like when lewds wear off, it's not like you have a hangover. Yeah, right, so right. I'm like, what the, where am I? You know, they're like, oh, I see what you took wore off. So I ended up in this gym and then I got, actually got out of that hole. I didn't get in trouble for that, believe it or not. You know, you know what's like that <clears throat> nowadays? Xanax. You wake up the next day with absolutely no recollection how did, how did you of not what get in has trouble? happened the night before. How, how did you get out of that? I'll tell you how I got out of it. So, I, so what happened was, is I... You know, so the movie's accurate. is exactly what happened. We had these real, real lewds, right? They had a delayed fuse because they were really old. So I took one, didn't, you know, didn't hit me. So I took another yeah, one. Yeah. So they finally all hit me when I was out on a call because my phones were tapped, right? At the time, right? And all of a sudden, boom, I'm like, I'm, I fall over. I can barely walk. So I crawl back. Whole thing happened just like that, right? I drive home. I don't think I have an accident. I get in my house, right? I'm at the table with my wife, then wife, right? My little daughter's like two back then, you know? So I'm drooling. She's drooling. I'm like, oh, both drooling. So I think cool, right? You know? And all of a sudden, I had bodyguards there full time. Next thing I know, they, they have one under each of They lift me up. They take me upstairs to my bedroom. I'm like, what the fuck's going on here? Like, you know, it's like a, a lewd high gone bad, basically, right? So they, yeah, yeah. they put me, they just, Mr. Bubble, calm down, calm down. They put me under the covers. Put things, shut the light off, done. 
So now I'm like under the covers, like I'm stoned out of my mind. So I guess, fuck it, I'll just drift off to sleep. A couple minutes later, the lights come on. I sense two policemen in my room. I'm like, what the fuck are you, you know? They're like, Mr. Belfort, were you driving your car? I'm like, oh shit. I'm like, <laughs> something said clam up. I'm like, oh, no, no. Next thing I'm under arrest, right? Then I see the car. I'm like, what? I, I was literally, I was so blown away, I fainted because I didn't remember having an accident, That's right? Crazy. Yeah, yeah. So when I, when I was in the jail wow. cell, this little tiny jail, right? The guys are, you know, fucking around me saying, oh, you're going to go to Central Lockup tonight. It's like too late because you're going to go to the, the place called the Tombs in Long Island. Really bad place to be, right? Because I thought I'd, you know, get bailed out right there. It was like 11 yeah. o'clock. No courts are open, right? Yeah. Then um, they go, you got to take a, a urine test. I said, I'm not fucking taking a urine test. I'm going to call my, like, 25 drugs in my system, right? Everything but basically LSD, right? So I call my lawyer. They want me to take a urine test. He goes, take it. I'm like, really? Just take it. Don't worry about it. All right. So I take the urine test. They start like, oh, look, well, everything but fucking acid, right? You know, the cops are like, yo, you're going, blah, 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 all right? About 40 minutes later, some old man comes in the jail, right? Like in pajamas. He goes, oh, is Jordan Belfort here? I'm like, yeah. He goes, you're bailed. I'm Judge Stevens. He got some corrupt judge out of bed to get me, to bail no, me out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Got out of jail, right? So oh my lawyer's waiting for me outside. Clutch. My lawyer's waiting for me outside, right? I said, Joe, I'm in, I'm in deep shit. I said, you know, I, I, I tested positive for everything. He's like, no, no, you're fine. Listen, it's not illegal to have drugs in your system. How can they prove you didn't take them after you got home? They didn't catch you in the car because they didn't catch me in the car. It didn't matter what was in my oh, system. That's right. I theoretically could have went home, took them all then. <clears throat> wow. So they had no evidence. Wow. So it was all thrown out. Damn, bro. Yeah, you know, I had to pay some, I hit seven calls. I had to pay some money. I mean, like, you know, but, you know. How did you find like <sighs> bomb lawyers? Like, how did you they get- They find you, pal. Don't worry about it. Really? Okay, hopefully, all right. That's hopefully, good. Hopefully, they don't call you like they called yeah, me. You know? Just, just right hit me up. They seek you out. Hit me up. I uh, uh, got some stuff going Spencer on. Spencer does bad things, yo. He yeah. does bad things. No. Define uh, bad. Define bad. Like, yeah. like, he overeats plants. He's a fucking, like, a, a fucking He's cleaning thing, out the right? whole vegetative I eat a lot of plants. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Sometimes he stays out too late. Low past 10. Not global warming anymore. It's now climate change. Climate change. Dude. He's responsible for it. Jesus Christ. Taking out all plants. What was your AOC. What was your favorite part of the movie? Favorite? Wow. I think the, probably the, for me, the scenes in the boardroom, like with, with the speeches, that was like brought back the insanity of it all. Like, I mean, the whole thing was so great. I mean, it was wild. So that, those were the best scenes. Some of the scenes also at home, you know, the fighting with my wife was pretty classic too, but I have to say the boardroom scenes were best. Gotcha. Yeah. Gotcha. Dude, that movie is fucking, we, we quote it every day. We quote it literally <laughs> every day. Some, it is probably the most quotable movie of yeah. all time. Yeah. Like, imagine that. Was there any? It's like was, that, and then Step Brothers. I'm, I'm sure and there that. were. I'm sure there were moments that I like your laugh. It's amazing. <laughs> no, like that and Step Brothers. Like, <laughs> neck and neck, dude. Yeah. Uh, I gotta watch Step Brothers again. Incredible. It's amazing. Incredible. Yeah, yeah, it's incredible. Amazing. Really, it's yeah. a fucking Catalina wine mixer. Now, who, yeah. Wait, that's what's his name? Um, uh, Will, Will Ferrell and, and Riley, yeah, 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 yeah. John C. Riley. Yeah. yeah. What are, What are some moments that happened that didn't make it to the oh. movie? That should. I mean. Oh boy, oh boy, there's, there's probably oh boy. a lot. It's a great question. Well, tell you know, oh, I can't tell the story. Yeah, you can. Oh shit! His, oh. Son, his son's telling him to tell the story. You got a story? Well, he's got the worst story I've ever. ever. Yeah, it's pretty. It's pretty bad. It's I mean, pretty, I mean, I'm know. gonna be honest. You're on the number one I podcast. Don't know if you guys in the world. are. How, how old true. are you guys now? I'm fucking. You <laughs> gotta be over thirty. I think. I Thirty-four. <laughs> we got one. Thirty-four. Right. So. I'll, I'll tell you the sort of a bridge where you tell me how raunchy you want this. To I go. want it. Oh, we want it. Full fucking let me, place. Let me, let me give you, let me give you a quick DC violations here. I think. Let me no. give you a quick preface, Jordan. Yeah. 
that mic was once down Riley Reed's throat. We had a porn star talking about blowing her Uber driver. Right. But we have talked about prepping for anal on this, this show. Is, Riley, Riley you're Reed, quoting one episode. We had, we had, <laughs> no, we had porn stars at this event, by the way, and they froze in horror. Just so you know. Whoa! The porn stars. They said, I had a girl, hey, buckle hooker up, for, a blue chip hooker for eight years. Right? We used to classify our hookers like stocks. So the best ones were blue chips, right? Then we had the Nasdaqs and the pink. The blue chip goes, I've been doing this for 10 years. I've never seen anything as disgusting as that. I, all right, I'm all right, ready. Go ahead, roll it out. I'm no, ready for this out. shit. So, <laughs> story, story goes, right? So, you know, getting married, big deal, right? Rent a private jet, fly 100 Strat nights out there, right? And actually, some came, some came sailing. We took a bunch of hookers with us, right? Like probably 40, 50 from, the, from New York. But then we got others from around California, from Vegas, right? We had uh, New York police officers, right? So it was like 100 Strat nights, 100 hookers, right? Another 50, 100 got recruited in Vegas. And we had them all shapes and sizes, from the bluest to the blue chips, to the most disgusting pink sheet street walkers, like <laughs> OTC, the face of a, the face, OTC no, girls. face of a sheepdog, shoulders of an alpha linebacker, right? You know, just the most oh rancid God. shit you've seen, right? You know, but we were equal opportunity employers, right? We don't want to be prejudiced, right? You know, I'm a nice guy, right? Anyway, so now the bachelor was at the Mirage Hotel back then, which was all the rage. That was it. The Mirage was yeah, the greatest yeah, yeah. place ever, right? So we had the whole back part of this one floor of the Mirage, right? So my friend and I, who's, who's I'm going to leave his name out because I'll just add that. I'll give him that much respect here, right? So, so, so where he was a huge gambler and a really major league CEO of a huge company in the mm-hmm. garment center. This guy, right? total wild man, right? And but he was like out of his mind. I mean, this guy was like, this guy was doing so much coke, but he was like almost like David Copperfield doing coke. Like he carried around like a little billet of coke, right? And with a collar stay, right? And he could do it. He'd be five DEA agents around. He'd be like this. He's like, did he fucking just- He's like a magician. A magician. He's a fucking magic. What did he just do? It was like, sleight of hand. That's how good this guy was, yeah. right? Damn. He totally like- Corrupted me, and I'm very easily corruptible. By the way, yeah. right? I'd say I couldn't tell. I couldn't you know? tell. <laughs> I'm like the parents. No people, my parents warned me about. Right, but anyway, so he was just a complete fucking wild man, right? So we're downstairs. He was a massive gambler. We're playing blackjacks. He's playing five hands at once. I'm playing two hands. Ten thousand dollars a hand. So he's up like two million dollars. Up like seven hundred fifty thousand dollars. We're fucking high as kites. I'm like probably on fifteen ludes at this point for the day at least seven, eight grams of blow and just going on. It's like, nah, this is complete insanity. Xanax, clonopin, because it sounds good, morphine. I had everything in my system once, but it was all perfectly balanced. So I was like, you saw me like, wow, the guy seems like he's sober. How so was perfect that ba- he, had the per- he had the no, set of balance. That was balanced, right? Oh, okay. yeah, yeah. So finally, it's <laughs> Did like- Did you just say that? Like, yeah. where is the balance? I referred to it as a perfect state of toxic poise, right? Quickly, yeah, yeah, what, yeah, he, yeah. Quickly, what yeah. he means is it yeah. wasn't in yeah. either direction yeah. too much. Yeah. Yeah. He was, uh, was balanced uh, and fought down, like stimulants, but I'm not a rubber band. Got it. That was perfectly balanced, right? Exactly. At some point, at some point, you get so fucked. At some point, you get so fucked up. Right? Anyway, you know, magic mushrooms. Right? So anyway, so here's we got. So anyway, so we're downstairs. Right? We're gambling like man. I'm up like seven hundred grand. He's up two million. Right? And after a couple hours, like let's go upstairs to the bachelor party. Right? So I grab my, I cash out like a million two in a bag. Right? Had my my half million plus the seven hundred one. Right? He leaves his chips there on the table. The guy, and he just leaves it because that's what it's like when you're a huge gambler. So we go upstairs, and as we get to the floor, you know, twenty. I think it was twenty or third floor, maybe. And we turned the corner. It's like the fucking matrix. It's like the, it was like the dark energy emanating. You almost like the room was pulsating. The whole God. really weird energy, right? Two cops guarding the, the the batch of doors. We walk towards the doors. The cops say, "Mr. B, you do not want to go in there. 
Just, it's so, it's, you really, do. I said, we must go in there. We, we must, it's not, it's beyond our control. So we open up the door and there is the bachelor party. And it's like the most, it's like Sodom and Gomorrah on the 23rd floor of Mirage. It's completely out of fucking control. Now, just so you know, I wrote about this in my book, the first book, right? And I <clears throat> described that exact scene which came on the heels of all the other insanity I was doing, right? And the interesting thing was I already bet about 150 pages in the book and I was talking about crazy shit. I mean, candles up my ass. I was like, no, up the ass, no big deal, right? All this crazy shit, midget tossing that, all this. And this was a female editor, Danielle Perez Ramos. And she was awesome. She's like, oh my God, this is great. I'm like, really? I'm like, okay. She's like, this is awesome. People are gonna love it. She's like, oh my God. Everything, oh, great, great, great. I'm like, wow. I'm like, so I'm just gonna go for it. So when I got to this part with the bachelor party, I'm like, I'll just fucking go for it, right? So I then write out like 12 pages describing every seedy, disgusting detail down to its most minute elegance, right? Where it's like, I mean, like literally you can see the cum dripping off people. Is that how much I, right? Anyway, and I send the pages to Random House and I get back a comment. I don't think other human beings will understand it. <laughs> so I know a few will understand. I know. Oh my God. Yeah, these guys, the, you're talking to two, the two the people that that book was meant for. Well, let's see. Can we get let's the unredacted see. version? Anyway. If they find this disgusting, you got a no, serious problem. Oh, you will. You got a real problem on your hands. No, this is, this is, so anyway, I'm, I'm this ready. is like, this is like a space-time continuum tear. It like teared space-time. The fabric yeah, 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 of time yeah, yeah, and space. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like there was music that just stopped. There was like people froze. It was like, you know, like, like fucking X-Men shit. Like it was like frozen in place, right? So anyway, so I met this guy and I, we walk in together, right? And there it is. The first thing we see is the bathroom door opens. A little hooker, blue chip walks like 19, 20 years old. She's limping out, crying. And this guy files her out. This guy, his nickname was the biggest dick on Wall Street. A 12-inch cock the size of a Campbell's soup can, right? She's crying. So everyone gives his $500 for her. She's like, thank you. And she limps away, right? Okay, he's like, I had to do it. It must happen, right? Then just it's like a dog poised on all fours with fucking getting blowjob. Nitrous oxide. Sorry, sorry, oh. sorry, sorry. Can you say what you yeah. just said yeah. one more time dude, dude, just, just the, the way, way you said it. it? Dude, this is just, by the way, Literally. by the way, this is nothing. That's Rookiesville here, okay? Anyway, <laughs> there's cocaine out on plates, you know, dishes of quaaludes. Everyone's fucking out in the open. Like, it's just complete fucking mayhem. Like, an orgy out in the open, right? Like, you know, nitrous oxide. Everyone's fucking doing whippets on the fucking tank. It's just complete fucking insanity. And behind us is the glass, you know, view of Vegas. Just a, just a scene like you couldn't imagine, right? Like, out of the movies, right? So, anyway, um, and by the way, here's the sick part. I didn't think it was weird to tell. Like, you just walked in. You were like, normal, normal night in Vegas. Vegas. Right? Yeah, normal, normal night in Vegas. Right? So, wrong. then this guy, Wigwam, was his nickname, right? Called him in the movie, he was rug wrapping as we called him Wigwam because he had the right. worst toupee this side of the Iron Curtain, right? It's like yep. a fucking dead squirrel on his head. So Wigwam was fucking coked out of his mind, right? He's like, he comes up and goes, dude. I'm like, what? My friend spoke, understood Lude, so I should say name, understood Lude speak, right? He goes, oh, he said, check this out. He's like, he brings us to the back. We walk through a series of fucking naked bodies of hookers and insanity. Get to the back, and there at the back of the room, I see the single most disgusting thing ever going on. It's a total like this. It's like, by the way, if, thank God this was the meat before Me Too generation, right? I don't, I, I don't condone this. All you Me Too, but I swear to God. Thank, thank yeah, you yeah, for yeah, that. The yeah. review team will will love that. Yeah, that'll okay. take care of everything you just said. <laughs> anyway, Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered ChumbaCasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh baby, Mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. 
The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Okay. Um, so, okay. Make a long story short. We're going to go short story long, right? Um, there's a girl on a stool, pink sheet hooker, truly with the face of a sheepdog, missing teeth, all fucking thing. And there's like 20, I mean, it's just really bad. There's like 20 guys lined up, you know, to bang her and they're all banging her without condoms. All right. So they're lined up, one guy's banging her. And of course you have to look to see, I mean, why not? Right. So you're like, oh, what the hell is that? And we look and you're like, this guy pulls out as I came and it's like the grossest, most disgusting pussy in the world. Like, it's like, this is like, the ultimate vile pussy. Like 15 people in there and they're still going on, right? <laughs> anyway. Boy, my wife's been mad if you tell them the story. I know I'm in deep shit right now. <laughs> She's not here, right? How could you do this? <laughs> yeah, no, nah, she doesn't care for, for me, no. Anyway, here go my corporate sponsors, right? <laughs> so, all right. Yeah, we don't have too you know, many I'm going to start my own podcast. <laughs> I'm not telling these stories, right? This is for my young generation, too, right? Don't do this at home, kids. It's not good. Don't right? do it anywhere, yeah, probably. Right? Okay. Anyway. Never. Yeah. Anyway, so. No. It's pretty bad. So. <laughs> He's saying it's going to get worse. Oh, yeah. yeah. Anyway, so my, my friend is sitting next to me, and it's like this just disgusting scene. The music is playing, blasting. What Everyone's music, by dead. the way? Just so I can Sly imagine. the Family Stone, Everyday People's fucking blasting. In the everyday background. people. Right, right. Fucking girls are dancing this way and that way. Boobs are fucking out swinging. My friend sees, takes a look, and it's just like this just disgusting, rancid, you know, pussy out. And it's like dripping with stuff. And the girl's like with a cowboy hat on. She's like, yeah, she she was getting money thrown it, right? And he reaches over to the side, sees a Dom Perignon bottle. He goes, all right? Waits, and he goes, and drinks it out in front of 150 people. He bent down and drunk it out. Fuck! point in time... Okay, literally everything in the room stopped. It was like the mute. It was like like someone pressed the pause button. All right, and it seriously like tore the fabric of space. And then after he did a gargle and a formal bow, and everyone clapped and cheered. Right, and you know just so you know, you know, and this is a message to everyone real seriously. Like obviously this is you know thirty was it, by thirty something years ago, right? Um, you know, you, you don't get there. All, you get there like one little step at a time. Yes. Like we didn't think it was that, you know, yeah, it was nutty, but it was like, here's what happened. We were in this situation where everyone was young. Everyone was making massive money. It was about how low can you go? What was the next low? Because like, if something happened, right, then, you know, okay, well, fair enough. What can you do worse? Like, what can you do? It's more extreme. After a while, you're basically running out of things to do. So you're inventing insanity. So it's just like, it was like these insane acts because you had to outdo the one before. So it's, al- so it's almost like you start edging on this like pagan ritualistic, like it's like, it's like Rome. It's like, honestly, more, yes. more, it's like, okay, so it's more like, it's more like, it's, you know, when you're running an organization that large, it becomes its own self-contained society. It does. There's, you know, births, deaths, marriages, affairs, there's love, you know, there's hate, there's, there's every emotion, every relationship going on within this organization, right? Thousands of young kids all making millions of bucks, right? So, hello? Mom? Uh, <laughs> who who mom, called? Mom, okay. was it? All, all make it a ton of money, right? So, you know, what happens is it's like almost like it was like Rome. And this was like the Colosseum. The mob needed to be entertained. The mob, the stadium, <laughs> the mob needed a spectacle, right? 
And you know, my partner Danny was a you know Donnie in the movie. He was a he was like he was like the knights. He was head of the Knights Templar. They go around and like search for acts of depravity to just bring into the. It was really just really nuts. So that was really how it how it started. And it sort of did, by the way, that was not the end. That was very early on. Things got much worse after that. That was just a point. I, so I saw that, and I was like, I was, I was like, I was like so revolted. It really was right. And I and I left. I said, I got to go. And I left the party, right? It's too much for you. It was too much. It was, it was, it was disgusting, right? The whole thing was, it was, it was disgusting, right? All right. And I went downstairs and I said, took five Xanax or maybe 10 Xanax probably back then and passed out. Wake up at six o'clock in the morning. And my friend who had done that, right? He's shaking my shoulders. He's like, we got to get out. It's too depraved. I'm like, you're telling me it's too fucking depraved. We got to go. This place, is, this place is evil, right? So I'm like, all right, wait, I take a shot. I go to the safe to get my million two. Two. Fucking safe's empty. Uh, I'm like, um, where's my? He goes, oh, I took a bit of a, I lost three million that night, and then lost like thirty million more over the, you know, so it was, it, it got really bad. So, and so, listen, you know, you can look uh, at this stuff and laugh, right? You know, but I, I say this, when you look at my these things you want to model, right? It's a lot of good stuff I did, right? But this is not. This falls into a very different category of drug induced insanity. Listen, I'm not the first guy to have a wild bachelor party, right? It's just that it was sort of like. Everything had to be over extreme. Like, you know, to feel what happens, you become desensitized against normal emotion. Right? Of course. As so soon just, as you just, start you, down you that, that road. Night. So the only, yeah. you know, like when I give speeches, now I teach sales, I teach, you know, I do corporate stuff, right? I would say the only way to avoid is not to take the first step. Yeah. If you take the first, it's like you cannot be half pregnant when it comes to ethics and you just can't be. Uh, unless, like you said earlier, you're one of the privileged we're not, we're not, I wasn't privileged either. I wasn't one of the people that could say, Hey, I'm going to do some depraved shit tonight, but tomorrow I'm going to turn that shit off. Well, Once yeah. I started sliding down that slope, it was over. Dude. There's different, obviously people in the crowd. They yeah. all, some, some are leaders, some are followers. And on another level, it's like what happens when you see like a Brazilian soccer match, hundred thousand people, everything's fine. They're nice people. One too many drops of alcohol, the wrong team loses, and fucking next year they're tearing down the lamppost. Yeah, and everyone yeah. individually is okay, but they gang you know, a gang and a mob mentality. Yeah, yeah. It's insane. So that was probably one of the grossest things I'd ever seen. And in the book, so you know, in the book it just says I go up to the door, I look in the bachelor party, and I was so grossed out, I left. That's what you but got. I never me. said what actually happened. That's oh what God. happened. It was it was it was really, really I, bad. by the way, I'm not too bad with the Dom P if you were the first guy. What grossed me out was he was 20 dudes later. No, dude, he's tw- he drank after 20 guys. That's was, was, horrifying. And, he, and by the way, did he like have to, he had to have gotten that checked out, huh? And he, he uh, was he cleared? Kidding me. <laughs> no, no dude, no, no, I'm no. pretty sure they, they no, remember when like, I talked about like, you know, Pokemon nobody, catching nobody, them all? Yeah, nobody, nobody, nobody gave a fuck um, at no. that point, bro. You know, I, I would say, honestly, I, 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 I never, <laughs> that wasn't our thing. Right? They you, reversed you, back yeah. to clean, bro. No. They caught I think I, I was so, <laughs> I did so many things back then. Like, I think the germs were scared to land on me. I, I was not a hospitable <laughs> environment. You know, they need a, a willing host, the bacteria. So, like, I never used any protection. You were the parasite. Exactly. You were given the STDs. I never caught anything. You know, they just go, that fuck that. It's like the movie, what's that, World War Z? Zombies, yeah, they yeah. don't fucking want to bite certain people. Yes. Like that guy, right? Yeah. yeah. Fucking, wow. That's power. Wow. <laughs> yeah. Hey, so you have don't a, try that at home, though, guys. No, I don't not try I'm it anywhere. About it. No, <laughs> I'm fucking scared about it because, you know, you guys try a lot of shit here. So, uh, yeah. You know? I actually get what you're saying about uh, trying to get more and more extreme and what, what's the newest low you can, because we, we sort of fell into that trap, too. It's like, how can we go fucking harder? Yeah. How can we go harder? And that led to my downfall because I'm yeah, trying exactly. to do the craziest shit ever. No, so, you just, so you got you got your son here. 
and he's like telling you to tell a story. Do you? Does he get into this kind of stuff? Like what? Like, like how do you raise the kid? Did you just, 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 just freak him out? Because my son knows I live the most ethical life right now. I'm yep. married to his mom. Um, you know, he's my stepson. He's my real son. I mean, I raise him. I love him to death as much as my own kids, right? And um, and he knows that my life is like the exact opposite these days. Like you know, I live a life with one woman <laughs> who I love and adore. And I'm very lucky that you know I got lucky. I have an gr- amazing partner. When you meet the right woman or the right right partner in your life, just changes everything. So I got very oh thanks. So I got very lucky with that, right? Yeah. So a great partner. And, yeah. and also just, you know, everything I do right now is based on giving massive value to people, helping people. So I can look back now at perspective and laugh. Someone asked me a question. I'm not embarrassed about one thing I did. You know yeah. why? Because that was my, I made mistakes. And it's and, what made you what well, you are Well, we all make mistakes. And you know what? Everyone saw the movie. It's no secret. They're like, oh my God, you did that. You didn't see the fucking movie? I mean, <laughs> like, it's not like it's a secret, right? But I don't, I would today. I mean, God, you know, I'm, I'm like the most ethical person today. And, and I, I love my life so much more. But like I said, what makes sense when you're 25 doesn't make a lot of sense when you're. 50. But, yeah, but did yeah. you, do you ever feel any like sort of expectation to try to like live up and be crazier, crazier than your dad? Or- Really? No pink, no pink sheet hookers, though, right? <laughs> my, 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 my one, the one thing I want to say to really quick too is he, he luckily also understands what the flip side looks exactly. like, and so that's the important part of the story. When you tell all this shit, and by the way, the way you tell it, you've got it, you've got a lot of downside in there. You're horrified by the depravity, all yeah. depravity of all of it, and all the downside. But it ultimately led to a jail cell. It ultimately yeah. led to. Exactly. A horrific place in life. It's interesting so though I, how how a lot of people that watch the movie, like I know friends back home that watched it, and they're like, "I want to live like, like that." that. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Yeah. They, yes, okay. So that's a, which what, isn't the movie's no, fault. No, that's no. like they were already doing no, no, that. No, 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 no. Okay, but just to understand though. Okay, when someone says that. That's not what they really mean, okay? No one wants to do that and go to jail and hurt people and have people lose yeah. money. That's not what people, what people, what people want. It's a suspension of disbelief. You know, you see the movie and it's like, you know, one thing about gambling, which is a lot better than drugs, is that you get the sort of same crazy high ah, yeah. without being on <clears> drugs, <throat> right? So it's sort of like the downside's not unless you become a gamble, you know, gambling addict. But the point is, is that you can watch a movie, get a certain feeling, right? But to actually live it and with all the downside, I don't think people really mean they they'd love to have the glamour. Because yeah. here's the thing. It was glamorous. And that's and the, and the mistake that some people make is they want to say, don't, you're glamorizing. No, it was fucking, gl- I wasn't glamorizing. It was glamorous. It was, glamorous. <laughs> it was fucked up and glamorous, yeah. okay? So, you know, and the, the brilliance of Scorsese is he didn't make a moral judgment. One thing I hate, when I go to a movie or a TV, if they tell me how I should feel, they telegraph yeah. and it's a morality tale, I don't want to fucking watch. Let me see it and let me make my own, own decisions decision, based yeah. on my, moral, yeah. my own map yeah. of the world, right? So some people will walk, will look at it and say, oh, I want to be like that. But if you really press them and ask them a few questions, they say, well, no, I don't mean like I want to, you know, um, people to lose money. I, I want to, you know, have overdoses in my life or so they, but I want the fast cars. I want to make money. I want to build a business. I want to be revered by my friends. I want to go to what they want that. They want yeah. the good stuff without the bad. And here's the beauty. You can have that. In other words, I if, if I, if I could have whispered in my young ear, I could have had everything without the extreme downside. So there's no reason you can't like, listen, right now I have this unbelievable life. I do really well. I have a great business and I have all this stuff with no downside. 
but I had to learn the lesson. So the idea for someone that's young watchers is yeah, you can you can have it, you can have it all. You can build an amazing business. You can go wild. You can even do drugs, by the way, responsibly if that's who you are. But that's but talk about how Based difficult that that's for, for most, most people. Well, you know, not especially probably, with a drug as addictive as I, cocaine know, or depend, and, and, it just you know depends. What I'm you know, I've seen I've seen it all. I've seen both yeah. ways. All right, I say most people don't end up falling into the trap. Probably maybe twenty or thirty percent do. That's a lot though, because when they do, it's a fucking disaster. Yeah. Right? Yeah. You all have someone in our family that had that problem, right? But the point is, is that you can take the things I did that were really awesome and don't model the insane parts and really live an amazing life. That's the message of the movie. Do you think Scorsese did a good, he, 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 he didn't glamorize it. He showed that side, but do you think he did a good enough job showing the actual downside, the wake ups, the, 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 what that's like to wake up covered. I'm sure you've woken up covered in shit and piss and, with you know hookers that you couldn't I was get out really of your- lucky that that you know I had bodyguards following me around. But so it, but but talk a <laughs> yeah. little bit about that disgusting life that it leads to, like like the feeling of waking like, up so despaired like, and so fucking. Well, that, that's the that's just drugs. You know right, what I'm saying? Like, right. In other words, it wasn't so much that. Listen, I was had so much money that was I was insulated from a lot of the grit and grime Facts. that yeah, most yeah. people would fall into. Facts. I never I did never had that because I was followed around by handlers who'd pick me up out of every rose bush I fell asleep in. Yep. You know, they'd pick me up out of the soup. When I fell drowned in a bowl of soup, they'd pick my head up and fucking clean my wow. face off. So I had a lot of enablers. My, my, my yes. ex-wife was the best enabler of all. She used to make a bread pillow for me. So like as my head was bobbing during dinner, she'd go, can we have some bread, please? She'd make a nice little, <laughs> bread, so we'd fucking crack my head open, right? So she's a great enabler too. So, but you know, but the point is, is that the, the downside is the emotional despair. Hell yeah. That's, I mean, I tried to commit suicide. I, I literally took an overdose. I was done. I was like, you know, you just get to a point, you're so done. And the, the beauty is, and there's always a, a light at the end of the tunnel here, which is not an oncoming train, is that, you know, when you're done with drugs, it's actually really easy to get sober. The problem is all the pain and suffering you have to go through before you're to done. To get there. Yeah, you know, yeah, and when yeah, change yeah. happens, it happens in a heartbeat. Yep. Instant, you can change like that. But the problem for most people is you gotta go through a lot of pain and suffering before you really feel the impetus to change. So And and other people that are around you yeah, need to no, go through a lot of pain no and doubt, suffering. No doubt, of course, yeah. 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 Exactly. Yeah. yeah. But anyway, you know, listen, you look again, like the, the key is you got to look at it for what it is. It's an awesome fucking movie. Mm. That's the business side, the sales stuff, that stuff lives on all over the world. All mm -hmm. the, I get calls every day. You know, hundreds of people that, are, that their lives are just going, you know, parabolic because they learn how to close and sell. And that's the great stuff, the entrepreneurship and the sales, right? Yeah. The other stuff, you know, the unethical stuff, yeah, that, that was a mistake for sure. But, you know, at least, you know, I use it as my, listen, you are where you are in life, right? So there's two things you could do. You can either wallow and, oh my God, I made all these mistakes. Oh, or you can learn and grow from them. You're not the mistakes of your past. You're just so, not. You're the resources of your past. So is that what you're doing now when you describe the ethical side? You're teaching people the benefits of sales and and those tips or what is that ethical lifestyle that you're not living what are you doing nowadays well i'm just living like a basically normal human being in the sense that you know i'm not out there playing like a rock star you still anymore. got you still got hey, listen, you still got cash though you still got yeah, money well i'm not suffering right I'm look i looked up your net your net worth and I, i'm not sure i always do this with our guests <laughs> yeah. with money but i'm not sure i understand because it said you had to I'm worth You're the money, but I'm, but I'm, but I owe him money. Is that what, is, is that if what this actually, negative sign is? believe what you read online, pal. <laughs> and I want to go into your thing. So read some stuff about you. There's such nonsense online. So well, I mean, I've never what? seen the, the minus sign. What? In front of, <laughs> That's your, a first. Is your net worth negative a hundred million dollars? Uh, believe what you read online. Then I don't know. It's gotta, always wrong. Well, I would, then I have a bridge to sell you, by the way. So anyway. No, I mean, I'm, I'm going to look at mine right now, actually. <laughs> 
All caps, yeah, but not the low. Yeah. <laughs> oh, shit. Oh, fuck. I'm balling on Google. <laughs> fuck. Ow. Damn. Wait, can million? you look up? Wait, can you look up Jake's? <laughs> uh oh. Jake Paul net worth. Hey, you guys actually believe this? No, stuff? of course not. Of course it not. It's nonsense. 19 million too? Wait, what? <laughs> Just what's good? There you uh, go. Yo, Pam reached out to Google. She's sucks. like, can you make both my sons equal so they're not fighting? Hey, so how, how did the movie get made? You wrote a book while you were in jail, yeah? And then after? or um, No, I taught myself to write while I was in jail. Okay. And then I wrote the book when I got out of jail. Okay. Where were you in jail? I was I was in two jails. Fe- federal, jail. right? Federal. I went to Taft, yep. which was actually in Southern California. And yep. then I went up to Oregon for uh, about 10 months. I went through some a drug program. You get time off, right? Yep. And it wasn't bad. You know, it was, it was, you know, it was, you know, I would say it was club fed, but it, you know, it, wasn't, it wasn't a terrible place to be. Club fed. That's a Goodfellas line, right? Was it Goodfellas where they got, uh, remember they were all in the cell uh, together? Yeah, eating that, no, that was state. That was state, but they were just, they were, had, everyone was on the take. Yeah. Yeah. Was it as glamorous as it was in the movie? Like, were you playing tennis in like white outfits and stuff? Yeah, it was, I, it was tennis there. And it was, listen, here's the thing, guys, you know, you know, yeah, no violence, tennis courts. I had people working for me, a cook and all this sort of stuff, right? That you're a guy, a butler. Sounds better than real life. Yeah, but jail's fucking jail. You know, Mm. you're in jail. You know, you can't see your children. You can't leave. You have no privacy. Your life's being, it sucks. Jail sucks, right? So, you know, I decided to turn, you know, lemons into lemonade. And I figured I'd teach myself a skill, which was to write. I wanted to, you know, when I went into jail, my bunkmate turned out was Tommy Chong from Cheech and Chong. (laughs) That was just no my, way. My, yeah, my wow. What? Yes. Wow. Yeah. Wait, sorry. Was he, he, was your, he was your what? Your bunk mate? We shared a bunk. Was Tommy Chong? Yes. Oh. So they put us together because we were that's, both that's crazy. crazy. We were both like well-known public. How did, oh, how did you, oh, okay, so they put us okay. together, right? So, so um, we shared a cell together and, you know, we, you know, there's nothing much to do in jail but tell stories, right? So, you know, I'm telling Tommy stories and he's rolling on the floor, right? This after, sounds incredible. And after a few days, he sees this, dude, I thought you were making this shit up. But my wife Googled you. It's all true. He goes, crazy. you got to write a book. I'm like, really? Because like, and that's the insanity. I didn't think my life was even exciting. Wow. Because it was so like normal to my life. Did did Tommy have any good stories? Uh, Yeah, yeah, he did. But he was like, believe that Tommy's a really intelligent, reserved. He's actually not. He's a very impressive guy. But I thought he was a brilliant guy. Um, Funny stories, you know, about, you know, but he was doing his rock bands back in the day. But, But he was just so. And he was so, I couldn't believe that, that my life actually how happened. Did he, how did he get in there? Weed, oh, so, right? so it was ridiculous. He was selling bongs on, not even weed, bongs on the internet. Paraphernalia. And it was his son's company. And he took the fall for his kid. But it wasn't even for pot. It was for bongs. It's how, insane. How long did he get? A year and a day. And he did 10 months. And, um... That's so wild. yes, he was my bunkmate, and he you know he said you got to write this book. So I was like, all right, I'll he sh-. did he did ten. Months. So what do you do? Eighty percent on Fed time? Yeah, but yeah, you do like a year and a, a year what, and a day. You, you have to do it a year and a day to get your eighty five percent. You get good good fifteen percent for good time, and that's good violent day. and nonviolent for federal anyone. Yeah, yeah. yeah. What, what, how many years were you in uh, jail? Like twenty two months. Twenty two months. So so what happened was um, I started writing this book. Tried to write. And I, I didn't know how to write, so my writing sucked. And after about a month, I showed Tommy my page. He'd be like, well, that really sucks. I said, thanks, Tommy. <laughs> Tell me what you really <laughs> That's think. That's what yeah. he said. So um, I, I was having a lot of tra- tra- problems writing. And then what happened was after about a month of failing, I, I went into the prison library and just picked up a book by chance called Bonfire of the Vanities, uh, written by Tom Wolfe. As soon as I started reading this book, I'm like, fuck, I'm like, That's how I want to write. And I read this book cover to cover in a day, 700 pages. Right? Next day, 
take out a yellow highlighter and I start underlining, you know, highlighting shit. And I started cracking Tom Wolf's strategy for mm. writing. Mm. Like I was figuring out how he writes. I was saying how he brings in character, how he describes, how he creates conflict. And I, and I modeled Tom Wolf. And then after that, I read Hunter S. Thompson, oh, modeled him. Yeah, fair and, low and then when I wrote my book, New York Times in their, in their um, actual review, they said it, he uh, sounds like his mentors, Tom Wolf. I was like, bingo. So that's, that's incredible. incredible. Yeah. So I, so I, I, I learned to write in jail. Then I ripped up the pages I didn't think they were good enough. When I got out of jail, I was going to say, what should I build another business? And now ah, let me try to write a few pages. So I started writing. I wrote like 10 pages. I casually knew a book agent. So I sent him, I said, hey, I wrote this stuff. And he goes, so I sent him the pages. He goes, uh, did you pay Tom Wolf? He thought Tom Wolf wrote them. Wow. That's how close they were. So wow. dead on the Tom Wolf's voice, right? So um, he goes, I, I goes, that's really weird. He's got an incredible voice. Write 10 more. So I wrote 10 more. It took me like about a week back in there. He was a very mm-hmm. slow writer. Still am, right? And um, I sent in the pages. He goes, stop everything you're doing. He goes, you have no idea what's going to happen to your life. I was like, what? He goes, just trust me. You have no idea. This is going to be a movie. DiCaprio's going to play you. This is in 2006, he wow. said. Wow. Incredible. Wow. Scorsese's going to, he said this. Joel, his name's Joel Gottler, right? And then he brought in a woman, this incredible woman, brilliant woman named Alexandra Milshan, legend in the industry. She lives here. Her dad owns New Regions. is Arnon Milshan, her total legend. He's a fucking, Arnon's the fucking real deal. Okay, Israeli, formal Israeli arms deal who sold South Africa the bomb, the atomic bomb. No, he's a real heavy heart. And then he's like, he's an amazing guy. He's like the best guy, right? He owns one of the largest studios. He's made hit movie after hit movie, right? Famous guy. His daughter is just a chip off the old block. She, my agent knew her. He sent her like the first 30 pages. She's like, holy shit. She goes, and then we met. Turns out her husband was my, in the same, my dorm as me in college, right? Amazing, yeah, amazing. Right? Anyway, and we started just, as I was writing the book, you know, we were meeting and, and um, as soon as the book was done, she passed it to Leo and she passed it to Brad Pitt to Clooney and to Wahlberg. And a bidding war started. They all wanted to, it was a, a bidding war, right? And at the time, at the time, Wahlberg was not as much of a star. Like now yeah. he's amazing, right? Yeah. I, yeah. I always loved him, right? But, you know, it really keep my age. I mean, he's not as big as Leo and Brad Pitt back then, right? Now he's huge, right? So both sides said, whatever they pay, I'll pay 10% more. So the bidding was going up and up and up, and I couldn't believe it, you know. And I was wow. still fucking broke at the time. Yep. You know, I was just getting, I was just getting back on my feet, right? Yeah. So um, I was like shocked this was happening, right? And then Leo calls up and goes, "Oh, Marty Scorsese wants to direct the movie." Holy shit! And I was like, "Shit! Well, how do I turn that down?" Yeah. yeah. Holy All right? shit! So man. I went, and I also always loved Leo too, you know. And um, and that was that. So I sold to Marty and Leo, and here's a great. This is the most interesting part of for a few viewers, right? For young people, you got to hear this is the greatest story of all, I think. So tell that guy so, right there when you say it. Who's that? That's the camera that's on your face right now. Uh, yeah, tell the you know, tell the young viewers. I want to tell you the story, guys. Listen, this is a, a lesson. But talking in the mic, also. Yeah, so this is a, this is a lesson in, in patent self. Now do a handstand. What the fuck? Let him fucking live, Mike. Here's the deal. You know, throughout your life. Throughout your lives, guys, you know, you get a lot of shit's just not going to go the way you want, right? And you get really close to success and it'll be snatched away from you. And you know, a lot of people at that time, that's when they start telling themselves a bullshit story while they can't get what they want in life and they, they give up, right? So what happened was, is they bought, Warner Brothers bought the rights for Leo. A guy named Terry Winter, famous writer, he pens the script, usually takes five, six drafts. The first draft's unfucking believable like dead on damn, balls, very damn. close to the movie that was released, right? Um, Warner Brothers greenlights the movies, 2007 now, all right? They just need to do a couple of polishes. Writer's strike hits. Oh. Pens go down. Oh. 
All right, the window passes. All right, just like that, Leo and Marty go off to do Shutter Island. Remember that movie, Shutter Island? Incredible, incredible movie. That was it, right? So now I was, I went from having this thing, the movie would come out, like, and I'd be right back up there, right? To nothing. And now I'm just like, fuck, right? So you didn't get the money by that point. Did they pull out of the the deal or you still got the money? It's an option money. But the point was that, you know, know, it's not what you make on the movie per se. It's the fame and the the, the things that come from that. If you know how to, you know, capitalize that. So anyway, so I was devastated. I was blown away, right? Um, and then the GFC, the global financial crisis hit. So I, you know, I was saying, I'll be a writer. You couldn't make money as a writer. No one wow. was writing checks after Lehman Brothers went bust, right? Yeah. So I was just, I just had met mom, Bowen's mom. He was, Bowen was 10, all right? And we're struggling badly. And I was just so, you know, and now just so you understand, the movie that you saw was very different in the draft in 2008. In other words, so what happens is, what am I going to do? I'm like, I have no money. The GFC, I said, fuck it. I'm going to become a speaker and I'm going to train sales. I was always the best sales trainer in the world. Like, that was my gift, really superpower, just to take people and make them into world-class closers, right? So I started going out there, get a couple of free speeches and boom, boom, boom. Next thing I know, I have this huge speaking business that's going. I'm training people all over the world. It blows up, making a fortune again, right? Yep. So now it goes to like 2012, all right? And I'm doing really, really well. I'm yep. back living in a mansion on the beach, the whole thing, right? And, um, Leo calls him. Guess what? We're ready to roll. It's coming back around, right? Great. Comes to me. He goes, what the fuck happened to your life in four years? You were broke when I met you. You're rich. How the hell that happened? All right? I said, well, I tell you what happened. Here's what I do. I teach the system called the straight line. I show them the videos. I train salesmen, com- companies all over the world hire me. Big ones, Fortune 500, small ones. Were you pitching him to hire you? To, for no, a straight I was, no, no, I was telling him what was going on. Yeah, Explain yeah, yeah. my life, right? Because you don't understand how I got rich again so fast. Got Although it. it was not so fast. It was a few years, but it appears to be fast from the outside, right? So anyway, so him and Scorsese was so freaked out by my comeback that they changed the entire third act of the movie. In the original draft, the movie ended with me in jail. And that was it. No comeback story, not me on stage, not the Jordan Bell that comes back and trains salespeople. Wow. Still a good movie, but for me, that's not really the story I would love to be known for. Okay. The story that I was able to come back and, you know, create this incredible program people use all over the world. So what happened is this, basically. So things went terribly against me. I lost this window of opportunity in 2007 and could have curled up in a ball and died and said, fuck it, why go any further with this, right? Instead, I built a massive business in spite of that. And when it came back around, it made the movie a hundred times. I changed my own life story while it was being written. And that's how the movie is. It ends with me on stage introducing Leo in a seminar to a thousand people. And obviously what that did for my business was incredible. So that's, it's a perfect example for everybody listening about just how you go move through life. You know, you can either be someone that allows the environment to like dictate how you feel or what you do, or you make your own fucking way. You know, Hannibal, either find a way or make a way. You got to make your own way. The world doesn't happen to you. You create your own world. Shit's going to go wrong all the time, but you can have two paths, the paths of all the reasons why I can't get what I want or a path to results where I get exactly what I fucking want and won't stop till I do. That's the bottom line. Hey, I love that. Hey, did y'all hear that? That was great. And I feel like I can relate to your story a lot because I had that, that fuck up in Japan. I don't know if you know about it. I do it. know. Yeah, so like, it was, a, here's a, listen, listen, honestly, it was, what the fuck was so terrible about it? I mean, it was a joke. No, it wasn't. No, listen, I'm going to tell you flat out, it wasn't so bad what you did. <clears throat> okay, but when you're your age and making that, they're going to fucking do anything to knock you down. And because of that, maybe you should have known better. Anyone else could have done that and they would have said, oh, whatever, I was, no one would have cared. 
Okay? Seriously, no one was to fucking tell us. Someone was dead. You may, now, I feel bad for the dead guy, but what are you doing? You didn't kill anyone. But when you are who you are, you're a target. People always try to knock you down in this life, right? That's okay. I, I, when I saw this, I'm, and I had no doubt you would, that it would, be, it would be, listen, you could take a hit. You'll mm. come back twice as strong because yeah. that's, I, I know when I see someone like you, you guys, right? You didn't get here by accident. It's not luck. Yeah, you can get lucky at the fucking lottery. Yeah, you're born into the lucky sperm club and you inherit money. Yeah. But when you find young kids making a lot of money, there's always a reason why. I mean, they did something, they saw an opportunity, they jumped through it and they built around it. They had a savvy sense of brand and branding and growing that brand and monetizing. You know, it doesn't happen by accident. So a lot of people are jealous haters out there. They love to, and listen, what it is, it's very few people, but they're very vocal and very fucking loud. And that's what I always I love say. That. I love oh, my haters. I, I love that. I hope all, all you guys who hate me, I love you. Keep hating me because you increase my engagement. So just <laughs> hey, I say this all the time. No, Yo, fucking dude. Bills, More comments. Just say terrible True. things about me because every time you do it, it's like $10. <laughs> if you're watching this, hate you don't me. like us, please comment please. some hate. Let us know below. No, if I went out, if this house burnt down right now and I saved your mom, the dogs, or if I carried you all out on my back because I wouldn't pass out from carbon monoxide because I have a special fucking service system because I'm immune to everything, right? And I carry, I save everybody. They write it all and say, Jordan Belfort saved 29 people, including two babies, three dogs, an infant. The same Jordan Belfort, yeah. who 38 years ago yeah. ripped off a message. Yeah. So because that's, that's the new oh cycle. That's the new America, America, you know? right? And that's okay. If, if, if you can't learn to embrace that and laugh at it, you're going to have a miserable fucking life. I heard you. <laughs> I heard you going into some shit earlier. Oh and God. I want to I ask you the, the new sensitivity of America. Oh, well, I want to hear your I thoughts don't give on a it. Fuck. I, I, I hate snowflakes. I love you. I, 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 love, I love you, you. Jordan. I love you. I love you. I love you. Fuck snowflakes. Fuck you all. Okay, seriously, I hope you really melt. Okay. <laughs> Go into your safe spaces and fucking disappear forever. You know, let me tell you something, the world is not a safe place. It's just fucking not, okay? And nothing personally against you as a human being, but the way you fucking act, shame on you, all right? It's ridiculous. It's so self-entitled and so victim. You know what? It's such a victim mentality, all right? That's all it is. It's just, it's, a, it's I love being a victim. I'm a fucking victim. I'm a fucking Fucking stop. Just, I don't, listen, I won't let, thankfully, I'm at a point, I don't have to let those people near me. I don't yeah, rely yeah, yeah, on yeah. sponsors. I don't care what anyone fucking thinks, okay? I don't yeah. let those, because those people are like toxic cancer. You have to, you know what you do with cancer? You fucking cut, cut it out. Whereas it before cut it, it kills you. Out. I don't surround myself with negative people. Yeah. I have an office. Yep, yep, I got 30 yep. kids. They're all young working for me. And it's the most awesome crew that my son's like the spiritual leader. This crew of kids are unbelievable, talented, hardworking. And there's not one negative fucking, don't, I, I can't. Awesome. It's so, it's That's so, awesome. it's so funny the way you put that. I had, I had all these issues and every time a, a therapist or a doctor or a counselor at a, at a, at, at a clinic or something said, maybe it's because of your anxiety. Maybe it's because of your pa how your parents treated you. Maybe it's because you're feeling this way. You want to know when I got clean and I started getting my life together? When, was when I said, yo, I'm fucking up and it's time to take control of my life. Listen, you know, like, what? yo, you, so, you got to get there's, there's, hard. Bro. I, I, I touched on this before guys. All right. And I said this, I said, you know, this is, there's two ways to go through life. One way, and it's really about your belief systems. And one belief is that, the world happens to me. Yep. I'm a creature of circumstance. Things just happen to me and I'm, it's like fate. I'm out of control, right? That's a really disempowered way to live. And it's honestly, I, it does not yield wealth, happiness, meaningful relationships. It's just fucking misery on misery, poverty, and trying to drag people into your shit, okay? Three things happen 
when you have that belief. When you think the world happens to you, number one, you blame. You play the fucking blame game. You blame your parents. You blame your school teachers. You blame the government. You blame the fucking economy. You blame everybody but one person, your fucking self. Yeah. Yeah. That's number one. The second thing you do is you justify. You justify why it's okay that your life is shit. Oh, I don't need to make a lot of money. Oh, I can live on love alone. Oh, really? Really? And do me a favor. Next time it's the first of the month, go to the fucking bank and say, I'd like to deposit some love to pay the fucking rent. See what they fucking do. They'll take you away in a straitjacket, okay? Money is the most important thing in the world for a few basic things. Not the, there's a few things you need. Food, shelter, take care of those you love, right? So you need to make fucking money. I've seen more marriages, more relationships destroyed by financial pressure. Now, I'm not saying money buys happiness. That's not true. It doesn't. I've been rich and miserable, okay? But a lack of money is a passport to fucking misery. I played it both ways. I've been rich. I've been poor. I'll choose rich every fucking time. I never look back. I still have problems being rich, okay? But being poor, it's, just, it's fucking, you know, it's just, it's compounded by all the shit that comes from not being able to afford the basic necessities. So I say make money, get rich, solve the money problem, and then move on to all the greater things, right? That's yeah. number two. And the third thing, besides justification, okay? So they blame, they justify, and here's the worst, they complain. They fucking complain. And here's what you're doing. When when you're complaining, you know what you're doing? You're focusing on everything that's wrong in your life. You complain about this. You know what happens? And here's the universal law. What you focus on, you move towards. And also what you focus on, you attract. So imagine when you focus, when you're complaining, you're you're focusing on all the shit in your life. So you know what you become? You become a giant shit magnet. You attract shit into your life, all right? They're not like, I don't, they're like, I don't understand why. Stop fucking complaining. You attract shit into your life. You focus on shit. You'll attract shit and go towards shit, right? So I, I don't even want to be near those people. I fucking get the fuck. Yeah, shit might hit me, you know? Yeah. And by the way, and there is real shit in life. You walk through life and shit happens. That's what this bumper sticker is, right? You're walking through life, doing everything right, and bam, you get hit with a lump of shit. And that's when you can tell yourself the bullshit story, you know, why I can't get what I want, all the reasons why, or you can take fucking control of your life and be a person that's not a creature of circumstance, a creator of your own life, creator of circumstance. And that's the empowered way to live. Yeah. That's what, how people get rich. What, what about, question about like uh, more science or like brain-based situations? Yeah, I'm, so you, I'm not do, a biochem major. Right, so of course not. But do you think- no, I'm a biochem major. I know everything about science. Do, are you really or not? I am really. No, I know everything about oh, science. Oh, shit. Yeah. So, so I quest- my MCAT. So, so, so question for you. Oh, do, you do you think that there are- Say again? You got a so, photographic memory? Uh, well, you know, close to it, but yeah. you know, it's, it's a little cloud. But yes, yes, I do. But anyway, let's do, uh, do the you party think, trick. Do you think there are things that certain people have to deal with that are out of their control, such as anxiety, depression, or are those, or do you believe that those are? It's absolutely positively a combination of both. Okay. Nature and nurture, okay? Yep, yep, We're yep. all brought into this world with certain Some advantages, disadvantages. Yep. Listen, we all, it's part chemistry. People are brought, Some people, listen, no matter what you do, they're going to go nuts with schizophrenia or bipolar at 22 years old. There's then hopefully they can control. But there's some shit that you get dealt a bad hand and that's that, okay? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So we, but here's the thing. We all have that. All of us have our own disadvantages. We were brought into this world with another and some advantages. My greatest advantage was, was an ability to close the deal, to sell and train others to do the same. That's my strongest advantage. Hey, I'm a, I'm a smart guy. I did what, great in school. I have a great memory. But the point, my, I know what my strengths are. I know my weaknesses are. So what I want to do, I want to build up my strengths and also surround myself with people that actually are great at my strengths. So I surround myself with people who do are really great at what I don't do well. And then I take my stuff that I'm an expert, best in the world at, that's how you want to move through life. That's everybody. Yeah. So yeah, some people are going to have uh, uh, anxiety because they're wired for anxiety, right? And you know what? 
um, I th- or, or by Paul, what's his name, who founded um, um, CNN, okay? Yep, yep. Okay, like, a perfect example, okay? So there's a guy, right, who founded the, so many people, by the way, I, here's like the worst thing, right? The worst thing all is this whole fucking thing where everyone's taking AD, everyone's got, oh, he's got ADHD in school. They get the fucking Ritalin. What a joke. I think ADHD is a fucking asset. Yeah, yeah, oh, of course, yeah, of course. course. This all, is the biggest yeah, fucking scam in the medical yeah. community in yeah. the world, okay? Let me tell you something. I, I, it's such a, it's, it's mad. I call, I call it multitasking. <laughs> exactly. I call it multitasking. You're really, really good at multitasking. You know, dude. honestly, <laughs> you know, ADHD, like back in the day, like hunter gatherer times, that was, those were the people that would not settle for this small little safe community. They yeah. would go out and keep creating yeah. and then they would you, find you know other what? threats, you know find other I'm things. I'm bored because right. my teachers suck. And the curriculum is stupid and doesn't learn anything from it. You're talking I, his language now. No, no. Yeah. Listen, you know, honestly, my son graduated from college, right? Yep. And, you know, marketing, business, right? Comes to work for me after seven days or 10. He goes, I've learned more in 10 days than I did in all my years. It's like, it's like the shit they teach you in college is nonsense. I was, all my, all my kids have gone to college and all graduate, right? I wouldn't, if it was up to me, I never fucking said. I think it's a bit, unless now, my daughter, different. She's going a professional route with a license and degree. She needs that. But for the average person, I think this whole this whole thing that you must go to college is utter bullshit. It's inflated price because of it's a scam. They're taking the student loan money from the banks, so they, so the college is raised there. Nothing has gone up more in price faster than tuition. Yeah. Nothing. Yeah. And if Food, you want to nothing. If you want to ask for a forty grand loan to the bank, like you're not going to get How it. But this? if you go for a student loan, well, and now, now watch, give it so to watch, you. No, like so candy. not only is it okay, right? So watch it. So here's the thing: what caused the mortgage crisis? Partly besides corrupt bankers on Wall Street and idiot fucking bankers in Iceland who bought this shit, right? It's people who were unsophisticated that had no business taking those money. loans. Have, yeah. Well, you know what? A kid, okay, if my daughter who's graduated from NYU grad school, if they lent her a hundred grand, you know what? She'd pay back every dollar. Why? Because she took, she's a studious person who's going to make something from that degree, right? But most kids, what they, they end up in a mountain of fucking debt. So they allow people to borrow money who should ne- had no business borrowing money. They inflate the value of a bogus diploma because you can't, it's worth nothing in the real world, okay? Except if it's from a very special place, right? In certain cases, it's, it's an exemption. Yeah. But here's the other part of the equation. It's the only, you can't discharge a student loan with bankruptcy. So unlike other debt, the government has paid, they changed the fucking rules. You can't discharge it. Okay, so you're fucking stuck. With that so loan, yeah. You're stuck with those and people are stuck yeah. with these loans. Okay. Thank God my kids don't have student loans. I mean, I'm glad I'm proud of that because I, I think it's it's gross. It's disgusting. Now, it can't be free education. That won't work for sure, but they got to change. So it's, it's the, I mean- It's broken. The system's no, broken. Yeah. You know what's broken? I'll tell you what's broken. It's, it's broken like the pharmaceutical industry is broken. In other words, they you go to you go to England. You know, I, I take a drug called Provigil. You know what Provigil is? Mm-hmm. Medifinal, right? It's a wake up pill, I think. Right? Yep. I get from the doctor. It's good, yep. good for jet lag, right? I take it all the time. Yep. I love this pill, right? All right. Cost me, I think, 30 or 40 bucks a pill in the US. Damn. Damn. Yep. Cost me 50 cents in England for yep. the same exact yep. pill. That mar- uh, that markup so, that markup game in America is so, crazy. Remember you know that what? whole thing with Sh- Skrillic, the the dude, and the that's doc- the tip of the fucking iceberg. Crazy, okay, crazy. So so the point is, is that you know it's like the pharmaceutical so inflated the price. They create this artificial economy, Market, yeah. propped up by the. Yeah, so yeah. in the case of student loans, propped up by the federal government. In the in, in the case of the drug industry, it's propped up by insurance companies. Yeah. It's a whole fucking daisy chain, okay? And it's a Shout disaster. Out daisy. Yeah. Quick, quick, quick thing while you're going hard right now you mentioned really quickly and i caught it earlier aoc and i want to hear your thoughts on the green new deal and climate change it's a fucking joke here's the thing about climate change i don't believe in it you know why not that i I don't disbelieve in it 
Who fucking knows? It's, you think that's such a self-important thing that we actually as human beings, you know, the fucking volcano erupts. Just, dude, the, the fucking, the, the only thing true about climate change is it's always changing. Always. For the last, you know, <laughs> how many millennia, right? And yeah, you know, maybe human beings are doing something, but you know what? Something will happen with a volcano will erupt. Or I saw like, that but recently on the internet that there's a volcano that has- Let me finish my thought though. But here's the thing, it doesn't fucking matter. Because I believe in fucking, you should never shit where you, we should protect the planet. For sure. I just don't think it's because of climate change. I think, I agree that they should do everything to bring down gases, all the stuff to protect the planet, but not cause it's change because it's responsible to do. I, I'm totally all for it. I, I would donate money towards that cause, but not because it's, I think it's bullshit narrative that's been forced on people. And I think it's, I think it, and not that it's, maybe it's true. But there's no way that people really know that at this point. Well, they have, there's 95% of scientists that's a lie. that say. No, it's not. It's not true. 95% of the scientists <laughs> say handpicked. It's just a false statement. So, okay, go check it. It's not true. Okay? I don't know no, about that. No, it's just that. not true. Okay. So it's there's, not true. there's a majority of no. scientists that have not true. evidence that humans no, it's not true. are amplifying not true. climate change. It's not true. Where no, are you 95, getting that from? Go go dig into the facts. That 95% is a select yeah. group of people that all agree in climate change. That's who they polled. It's not all He's, scientists around the world. This is like I promise you, 20,000 okay, no, so, scientists. You know what? Pal, it's just not true. There's a, and by I the mean, way, here's a, if you, you, got, I, you got pals, bro. No, no, listen. Listen, I read up on this stuff. I know yeah. my facts and things. I wouldn't say it if it wasn't true. Here's the story, though. It doesn't matter. I believe that we should do everything to protect the. I'm yeah. a green guy. Well, that's that's all I'm saying. I just saying don't think is it's I climate think change. It's just like, who fucking knows? Just out of moral. Well, just out of moral. You know what? You're right. You're right. 50, you're, 50 shot. You're Did right. They, when you look back and in our history, like we over exaggerate the moment that we're a part of right now. Yes, we're amplifying it. Yes, it's at a very rapid rate of increase really? of climate change. Absolutely. No, it's not. Yes, it is, <laughs> no, man. No, it's not. Yes, it is. No. Look at polar ice caps okay. melting. No, Look at what our I mean, oceans it, are doing, how lie, acidic they are. Lie. Go read the New York Times go, article from no, no, NASA. No, no, go to, go, go to buddy, the actual NASA, Great Barrier Reef. Buddy, NASA released a study. That's where you'll see it. NASA released a study just last week saying that there's been more buildup of ice sheets than losing. It's increasing. You're wrong. Can we, can yes. we, hold on Massa. a sec. Hold Go on. Let me, let me, let me, Google it right let now. Me Google it. Let me Google interject. It. Let me interject. It's just not true. You have to, you have to step I have back. friends down it's in the Great Barrier Reef. Go Google it. Research. Research. Showing Listen, showing images everybody of it needs to. Yeah, yeah. In one spot, it's there. increasing. And it's twice as much as increasing. But else. that's because of mass of gains. Mass gains of the Antarctic ice sheet greater than losses. Thank you very much. Don't fucking tell me, pal, okay? Pal! I don't know what you're talking about. You'll read one article. But, go, but go this, talk, but know, this is from but what, his, 2015? Dude, oh dude. shit! This, oh, you no. said this just came out. Oh dude. no, Spencer! No. In the details, so dude. don't don't shit dude. talk me when no, you dude. haven't even done your facts. No, no, it's been. This is one article. There's, there's tons of them. Okay. Yeah, but, 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 but it also, came out again last week. Also, I mean, that's let's no. okay. This is let's, one source. Let's all step there's, back for no, no, a sec. No, no. I want to say something. Dude, you can't. There are there are equal sources on both sides of the on both sides of the spectrum. Saying, I'm not saying, saying you're wrong. I, I can't say you're wrong, or but I'm not saying you're deaf. How could you be so certain? What? Who fucking knows what's going on? I think on? you're you you're assuming the planet, you want to protect the planet because we right, live of here, course. right? But of the course. fucking climate is a joke. It's a fucking. Who nice do you offense. think? Who do you well, think I, like, is the okay, right? Wait, wait, wait. Cause you're saying climate change is a joke, but it's not. Climate is always changing. No, the you did idea, say no, the idea that we're we're doing something that's going to destroy the planet that is human a joke. Driven I climate. I think it's a total joke. How, and well, if we have eight billion people consuming resources, putting too many fish there on the sea, how many animals in the fucking jungle? 
and we're overfishing. How much shit happens? Overfish. Okay. Anyway, right. We're overfishing. Well, well, That's well, like listen, a known. Well, listen. To, to Spencer's the amount point, of overfishing that we're of doing stuff, is destroying ocean okay. life. Okay. You so, know what? I, mean, I, I I live in a I, world where where the reality is that I remember when Al Gore said something. What was that? I think by now New York will be flooded. If you go back and when he first came out with this whole theory, we would be underwater yeah. by now. Nothing happened. Yeah. It's yeah. just nonsense. Guys. I agree with no, you. With people are listen. doing it for no, but, an agenda. But nobody knows. Definitely. I'm not saying you're wrong. Mm-hmm. And I'm not saying I'm sure I'm right. I'm saying it's a 50. Who knows? Right. I, I watch you. Know, I, I, watch, I, I like your, I like I the viewpoint because last night. you ever watch Snowpiercer? No. Chris no. Evans, right? They tried to stop global warming by reducing and turning into the fucking froze the earth of the boys. No one really knows. There's only unintended consequences of everything we do. Yeah. Unintended consequences. Chaos I think, theory. I think you know the mindset to like worry about it is is definitely it can be damaging, but we should take preventative measures and we should look at I just things like overfishing, things like ocean, ocean not, acidification. But what, but overfishing is not climate change. O- over also, farming. Uh, stop, like, listen, listen, here's the point. Ready? I agree that you'd be insane not to have legislation to protect the planet, to make sure that we're responsible. But it has nothing to do with climate change. Who do the you, only constant is that climate's changing. It's probably getting colder. That's Jordan, what, Jordan, that's what you probably find out. Jordan, who do you think is going to lead us to legislation that helps the planet? Leo. Well, Leo's. Leo. I love what Leo. So here's the thing. I don't agree with the science part of it. I agree with the with the outcome. Let's make the earth. A, why not do right, that? Right, right? Right, right, when right. I was, you guys are too young. You start, your mom will remember this. It was there was a commercial with the Indian, right? Remember the, yeah, I remember crying with the tear in his right. eye. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. I cried. Of course. Right? Of okay. course. So, so like, you know, yeah, of course you want to not be polluting the air and dumping shit in rivers. It's fucking disgusting. Yeah, but, but do you think saying that is enough? Because the, the Green New Deal is nonsense. It's a fallacy. Mm-hmm. It's going nowhere. It's a joke. It's a fucking, it's, a, what's it's fantasy. The, what's the solve? It would bankrupt the whole, uh, by the way. What is it, a trillion? How, how much is, is it? How is that going to matter? When, wait, that's the Green New Deal just the United States. What about China, India? You ever go there? The fucking air pollution is so bad. Crazy. So what's, how is the U.S. going to, if the earth is going to be gone, and what did you say, 12 years it was? So how the fuck does the Green New Deal matter? Because China and, and India are fucking doing worse. There's no impact that we can have. It's what one country. The U.S. isn't the whole world. The, scary, you, the scary thing, though, is, is when, you is get, when you get caught up. Because if we if we can make a change, then we but can bring that to years, other like, senses. So you you believe that in twelve the years the Earth is going to be gone and destroyed if we don't? You, you really? Think I, that? Don't, no, I don't, you think, don't that. think that. No. Okay. Right. No. She, she's out of her fucking mind yeah. to say that. Okay. <laughs> she really is. I, I, I think she says I think that, that we're ridiculous. nothing against the person. Right? You know, I have a lot of respect for her. Well, yeah, she's a hell of a fucking branding expert. Hell yeah. You got to respect her. Hell yeah. Okay. For what she's and done. She can speak and she can rally. Well, she can speak and she, say, she says a lot of stupid shit, but well, she, I no, mean, but, but, she but you could, but you could see how important, but you can see how important rallying she, a crowd and saying stupid shit is and what it can make you listen, right now. It's not, in this country. it's not that everything she says is stupid. Okay. Right. That's the point. She had a very good thing. She came out yesterday with credit card debt. They want to, they want to decrease her and Bernie Sanders. Okay, now I'm a libertarian, all right? Yep. They want to cap credit card interest at 15%, including pay loans. That's a great thing to do. And shame on the Republicans for not supporting they should. So that was a so I don't disagree with everything she says. I'm not with any one party, but what I am is with reality. The the, the Green New Deal is not re, it's like a joke. If you what's actually, the total cost of eighty nine trillion dollars or something? It's a joke. Eighty nine trillion. It's something it's something like that. No, it's like a, no, it's about you have to yeah. like, you no know, airplanes. No, you have to stop cows because they fart. Cow farting. This shit, like, <laughs> no, I'm not. No, it's methane. No, I'm not yeah, making it up. Methane. Well, I mean, They're the most on. dangerous. It's just, uh, stop. It's just it's a nonsense, okay? Yeah. And no one's going to support it. It's never going to go anywhere. 
Never, it's never going anywhere. But that being said, you know, listen, I, I think that step by step, okay, as human beings, we, we need to protect the planet. But I don't think it's coming from any what's one step. What's the first step? The first step, I think we've, listen, things have gotten a lot better than they were. When I was growing up, okay, oh my God, we never had any, we had everything was, it was not even a hint, it was the, the freaking back then, it was like the ozone layer, it was a hole in the I ozone remember. layer. That's since replenished itself, okay? That was to be the big thing, we're all gonna die of cancer. I don't know who died of cancer from the ozone, okay? Everyone's still lying out the fucking beach, okay? The point is, there always was some hysterical scare to try to move public money and policy in some direction. As you said, there's always an agenda. That's what bothers me about the, the climate change stuff. Because I fully agree that we want to do everything possible to protect the climate. Not because it's changing. It's changing, but who knows where. But the problem is with that, with that outlook is that sometimes without urgency, nothing happens. So, like, you'll say, like, yeah, if by all means, we should take care of the planet, but if people don't feel like there's something at risk to, to change their yeah, ways... You know what, you should, yeah, you know you what, know what I'm saying? First rule of influence and persuasion, okay? Yeah. If you say something that's utterly ridiculous, it's not logically... Just, her problem, there's two types of certainty. You have logical certainty and emotional certainty, okay? In order to close a sale, or close people on your viewpoint, you need to have both. Her emotional case is awesome. Logical is the fucking, it's Ill, it makes no fucking but, sense. But, and her whole framework is, is ridiculous. But not, to, but not to say I'm on one side or the other, but there's, there's reason to believe that our current leader was voted in based on emotional credibility. Like he, he, he wasn't going to play golf. He spent his entire presidency That's not on why he was voted in. He by rallying crowds with lies. No. Yes, he was. Dude, it's not what it's about. It was a fucking protest vote. Come on. It's okay, people fair, vote, fair. People voted him fair. in because they fucking hate Washington. And he represented everything that's not. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. And the, yeah. and the reason he won, I'll tell you why he won, because Hillary fucking Clinton stole the election prime from Bernie Sanders, who would have been a much more formidable candidate. Because he Bernie actually should have been elected as the Democratic Party. Hillary stole that, and because it was in, it was incept, it was an inception of fraud. There, she was not the duly elected person. Bernie was. You know what happened there, right? Yeah, of course. Okay, everyone knows this public yeah. information, right? Yeah. Bernie should have been there, so Trump won because you had an imperfect candidate. It wasn't even. This shouldn't have been there. Okay, terrible candidate. Okay, Trump is was a protest against for sure. Like people like, and, and listen, they weren't I, voting for I, I him. Voted they for, were I voting for Trump because yeah. like I'm like, like something's got to change. I don't agree with every. I don't like a lot of the things he says. Okay, but I know that, guys, unless something happens with our fiscal deficit and our trade policy, you guys, yeah. not me, I'm going to be dead. You'll be fucked. You right. young people will be fucked because right now the country is, it's not a sustainable direction if, that we're going if in If you right were president, if you were the next president. I will not be, I promise you. Okay, but if, <laughs> if, if, you were, if you were, what would you recommend? What would you put into place to get us back on track or to, to help I would, the I would economy? Do, I, I think that economically Trump has fucking nailed it. He's nailed it. So I wouldn't, there's not much I would do different. He's nailed it. And I, I, I agree with all the stuff, even, even with the tariffs, because it's just a game of chicken with him. It's not going to be long-term trade. It's going to be short-term yeah, yeah, to, yeah. to reset trade deals that should never been in the place. Our trade deals are so fucking bad. It's just like, it's ridiculous, right? That being said, so I agree with, but the, the thing that I would do differently though is, is the, the way it's being communicated, okay? Is that Trump, he creates a visceral hatred yes, among people. Yes. And that's just not productive. No, it makes it because we need. Imagine, imagine if we had a leader like Trump who could who could get the economy going, but everyone loved him. Incredible. That would be. It's not as it's not as fiscal policy. Right, you can't it's his communication. Right. So, exactly. So if you could find the um, 
you know, that, that would be amazing. So I don't, I wouldn't change much fiscally, but I would certainly like, I'm very, I'm about as liberal as you get when it comes to things like, you know, gay man. I don't care who you What about, marry, what, about you a, fuck, what about abortion? What about abortion? I'm, you know, listen, here's the deal. I'm obviously, I believe women should have the right to get abortions. Okay. I'm just, I'm not pro-life. Okay. But I, I also believe that it, up to a certain point though, like past six uh, months agree, for me. Uh, yeah, it's, yeah, agree, yeah. it's a very Agreed. emotional. And, and here's the thing though, you know, I, I don't think the government has the right to invade anyone's life. I'm a libertarian at heart. I don't believe the, the government should tell anyone what to do. But you know, but when you, but if you're gonna have some uh, from rule there, to me, it's six months. I don't know, that's a fucking person that gets gets a little dicey. Unless it's gonna hurt, harm the mother. But before that, I mean, I think women should have the choice to do what they do. So, 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 the, so the, my yeah. opinion. I mean, I, and I, and I understand it, and I totally understand and respect the pro-lifers. I get it. It's a very emotional thing. They have a different belief than I do about you know, and and I respect that. And I I, don't, I wouldn't even say that I'm right in my opinion. It's just that's just my opinion. I don't know, I don't know if there's a right or wrong. You, so you, know? you saw the abortion ban in Alabama, yeah, I did. yeah, heartbeat law, yeah. And you have thoughts on it? It is what it is. I mean. Listen, so you go to the next state and get in a fucking abortion. I mean, you know, it's not the end of the world. Here's here's the problem. So the problem with abortion, I believe that that the government should not have a word to say about abortions. They really shouldn't, but they shouldn't give fucking money. They fund the clinics. Right, That's the right, point. Right. That's the difference. So right. the, the, if that, I think the government should step away entirely, not fund clinics and give women the right to do what they want to do. And then it should be regulated on a state-by-state basis. I think the federal government's overbloated, bloated. It's a massive bureaucracy. It was never intended to be that way. Most rights in the constitution, the founders, the framers wanted to be reserved for the states. It should be regulated state-by-state. State. That's what I think. Where did this all set in? I love hearing different perspectives of how did we get to the point we're at? Started with FDR mostly, the New Deal and the Great Depression. You can go back even before that to Morgan in 1917 with the panic that formed the Federal Reserve. Starts with based on the money supply. So they control the money supply. Government starts to go after the New Deal. They create Social Security Net, becomes a welfare state. And reasons why, but remember, it wasn't FDR, it wasn't the, the New Deal that pulled us out of the, of the Great Depression. It was World War II. It was the production. War is great for ending a depression, right? So it was the, the war that ended the depression, not the New Deal, okay? When you go to war, it's massive production and it gets everything yeah, yeah, going, right? Yeah. So, so, but, you know, again, this is before I wasn't alive when he was there, right? But that was when the government took on its modern shape and form with FDR. Yeah, with all these, yeah. Before, that was a much smaller, leaner entity. And, and here's the fucking problem with the government. They, they can't, I mean, they can't administer anything. You put, it's not, it's people, you put bureaucrats in charge of anything. Half the money goes wasted on bureaucrats, like the salaries and the bureaucracy. So it becomes an imperfect, it would be great if you could like perfectly deliver all these systems. You know, listen, communism fails, never works. Socialism, you know what it does work? Two reasons. Number one, take away the profit mode. You have a bunch of fucking drunk people. Okay, like in Russia, they say, I'll keep pretending to work if they keep pretending you ever been to pay a, me. You ever been to Russia? Of course, many times. What do, you think, what, what do you think of Moscow? Unbelievable, great, beautiful Should, women, beautiful. Let me let me let me tell you something. We're going next week. A best ever. I'm excited. It's the best. Listen, and you know what? The Russian people are fucking awesome. I, I don't no. Like, and that, yeah. This whole Russia thing drives me crazy. Russia's not Russia's not a threat to us. China's a lot more of a threat. That's what we're hearing economically. China's listen. China. I'll give China one thing. China attacks no one. They're a very peaceful. Yeah, yeah. They, they they do economic takeovers. Mm. Like there, I've been around the world to every country, pretty much every country in the world. You name it, I've been there. Right? China is fucking everywhere. China like, or China? China, 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 right? Jordan, I think. But China, Jordan, I think we're switching gears. I think we're yeah. leaving government, and Logan's going to bring go. us. I'll, Logan's going to bring us hell. So am I? I don't know. Dude, talk about anything. Come on, let's talk about this. Women, government, fucking science. You name it. I'm fucking. I have a bus outside. 
You see it? I see. It's sell me this bus? Can you? Well, I don't know. How, how can I sell the bus? I need to get rid of the fucking bus. Yeah, we're trying to get. Can you it. sell the, the bus on the a bus? What, okay, to... what's the book value? What's the, what does it say it's worth? Probably. <sighs> Probably about a quarter mil, bro. Quarter yeah, mil. Yeah. I wouldn't fucking pay a quarter million for that thing. <laughs> so help me. So, no, you asked me what it's worth. No, we need you to sell it, not not sell it. <laughs> just <laughs> not. I'm just not, not saying that's, well, no, I'm saying that's, that's my asking. Let's try like, to find the real listen, value. No, no, Let's no, see. No, no, no. Okay, uh, Asha, what's the real intrinsic value? What <sighs> if someone wanted to go buy a similar bust and did their homework and did their? What would that bust buck, go for? Buck seventy five. Buck seventy five. Okay. Right, it's number yeah, one. Yeah. So right. So number one. Okay. Here, right. Sell me this pen. Sell me these headphones. <laughs> you know the whole thing, right? Well, you know, hey, 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 sell them the headphones. Sell, sell, sell the really, fucking headphones. Really hold on, hold on, hold on. I'm gonna sell you the headphones. You ready? Yeah. I can't hear you. Yeah. Throw the headphones yeah, on, yeah. but it's gonna cost yeah, you five yeah, bucks. Yeah, wow! Yeah. Wow, that was great. Mike, I'm impressed. And if only that would work. Anyway, <laughs> the bottom line is there's only one thing to do when someone says, sell me a penis, and that's to start asking questions. Right. First of all, are you in the market for headphones? Are you in the, number one, you have to first, the first step is you have to identify who's in the market for a bus like this. Okay? Mm -hmm. Because you can't sell a bus if people don't want a bus. Mm -hmm. <laughs> That's, That's your first fact. thing. Oh, wait, so, like, no, the guy down the road, he ain't buying a fucking bus. But, okay? how, but how does he know that? How does he? Because that's because that's because that's a specialty purchase. item. But yeah, sometimes yeah, yeah. people see things and they just want them. No, not that. For that's like cheese. Not for hundred seventy-five thousand yeah, 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 dollars, pal. Yeah, right. Okay, maybe it was Leo's bus. Okay, but, whoa, 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 whoa! But no, you're famous. No, no, he's, he's, he's YouTube's no, Leo. Yeah, I know, but no, but no. But <laughs> why? No, he's no, like I'm being dead honest. He's with like no, YouTube's please. Liam Neeson. I'm being honest. All right? with you. Close enough. <laughs> you get it. No, I'm being honest with you. Yeah, yeah, of I'm, course, right? No, no it's, it's like someone like Leo's like he's the most famous guy in the world, of course, right? Of course. So the point is, is that so when you have that bus, the first step, okay, if you really want to sell the bus, right, is. Step one is who's the market? Who are your buyers? You have to identify buyers. Then we have to reach out to those buyers. So we bring them into our sales funnel. Once we have the buyers, then it gets really fucking easy. Then we can ask them questions, questions, find out what they want it for, and fucking close them on the bus. But you have to first find the right people. What if what if the sales funnel is already fully developed by way of 15.8 Instagram followers? Okay, well, so then, so then send out a blast. Hey, I'm looking to sell my bus, right? That's step one. Let's so your response. Oh, and then what's going to happen is, by the way, you know what you'll end All up right. with? A bunch of, like, 12-year-olds. No, no. Probably 50,000 unqualified buyers <laughs> and maybe 10 buyers. So, what right. you want to, so, don't know. so then what you want to do is you want to have a weeding out process automated. So you have to answer certain questions. You're only looking for accredited investors, qualified buyers, right? Danny, Danny. Personally, I, I think a much better place to do it Please rather don't. than going through almost that. I, I think it's different. I, I would actually, something like that's such a specialty item. I don't think you'll get very far into it. I think you'll do a lot better reaching out to people who would, who would want, who would kind of use that. And it's an impulse sale. So you find- Impulsive. Impulsive. By the way, impulsive quick, 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 yeah. no, quick note, Jordan. That's not a bus, by the way. It's a cool that bus. That is- It's a cool bus. Logan Paul. It's like the short bus. That is close. That is Logan Paul, <laughs> the king of you. YouTube's personal bus that has been tricked out by West Coast Customs. It's, it's got television. It's, it's awesome. It's yeah, got yeah. this thing has so wifi, much right. bathroom, microwave. I get, it. I get this. All right. So that's the half drank that bottles fridge. of Smirnoff. That, I that mean, comes later, though. That comes after we find the right people to okay. tell our story to. Uh, listen, listen, you know, listen. You, listen. Do, you need someone to tell the story. So what to you're though. saying is we're stuck with. You're not, this. I'm shot with the Please, if you want to buy the bus, please email mavditor at gmail.com. Down the street, say, hey, buddy, come here. You want to buy? That's not what you do. You want to be smart about what you do. I bet you this certain. Celebrities, certain companies, tour buses. That, that how about this? You find someone. Okay, here's a perfect example. Of what you do? Okay, obviously, you, your target demographic. How old are they? 
for the bus or no you're gotten older it depends, it depends. tell me uh, i'm aging up dude like this probably 18, no, 18 to 24 Great. okay yeah. fine so what i would do okay is i would find you're not gonna find 18 to who buy the bus not that person but who caters to that market and by buying your bus could attract that market in other words What's that? Spring break. Exactly. So there you go. So, uh, you, so, so what you want to do now is you want to go to the spring break, chemo, all the bars, all the ooh, restaurants down there. And great. we set up a whole promotion thing down there. That's and great. boom, you position it. You'll fucking sell the thing in two fucking seconds. And you, by the way, you can do we got, we got I, I think you're better off renting. I wouldn't even sell it. I fucking rent it for a lease back. We got fucking, this guy. We got this guy, Armani Azadi. I, I know think Armani. you know who he is. Of course, right? I love Armani. Right. We, I, I love Armani. Maybe we talk to him. He's a good man. You're right. Great guy. Yeah, he's a great guy. Hey, listen, I want to talk about something else. Uh, when you see Billy McFarland, the guy who started the Fire Festival, do you have any advice for him? Is there is there any coming back for Billy McFarland? Well, I, I would always say yes, except, and, and, and the answer is yes. It's always yes. But, uh, you know, um, the thing that disturbs me about is nothing with the Fire Festival. I get that. <laughs> you know, I, it could have gone the other way, yeah, yep, right? Yep, yep. I totally get that. It was, and, and, and what I don't know is you don't always know what's true, what you see. But it looked like, from what I saw in the documentary, not on Hulu, but on Netflix, I think it was. Yeah. It looks like he came, when he was out on pro, uh, um, waiting sentencing, he was out running another scam that's again. Correct. Yeah. That's correct. And that's disturbing. Yeah. So that's like, the, like, like, you know, listen, I fucking made a huge error, right? And I'm very lucky I got a second chance. But if, if it came out that I was scamming again, oh, I'm done. I'm done. I have to be 10 times more ethical. And I'm fine, by the way, and I love this great, okay? And I appreciate the chance I got here. I respect it. And I, I want to make sure that I know I have a lot of young fans. I always want to always balance out yeah. my message because I, I really believe the things I say about empowerment and also about, you know, I can talk about my crazy life. I don't live it now. I don't recommend it, but I'll still say it was fun. Yep. It's the truth, right? Yep. Um, it looks like he fucking like just went right back yeah. to the same thing and that bothers So if that's true, it makes it hard. But again, he comes out of jail. He's got a clean slate in the sense that, okay, he can tell a new story. I was fucked up. Even I didn't learn my lesson. Even after Fire Festival, I was still a fucked up dude. I had to go to jail. I had to find fucking God. And I picked up the Bible in jail and I found fucking Jesus. Jesus is in my, and all of a sudden he's a new fucking story yeah, again. Yeah, yeah, so he does that. And, you know, and, and by the way, and if it's legitimate, if he's honest, he'll come back. He, a guy like that will always be able to make money. He's a salesman. He's a promoter. Sorry. But, but if yeah. he comes out and fucks up again, he's the guy's a fucking three Gone. stretch. He's yeah. done. He'll go, he'll go away for life, by the way. So so what what were the crimes that you actually committed? Securities fraud, money laundering. Was there a point when you knew what was happening? Oh, fucking A, yeah. And you just were Every like, day. fuck it, I'm in too deep? Pretty much, yeah. That's pretty, well, you know, here's the thing. The first time... I got a subpoena. It was from the SEC, civil subpoena, right? I literally vomited and couldn't sleep for three days. I was like fucking, it was like 1990, all right? Within six months, I got a subpoena, paper show, who gives a fuck? You become desensitized really yeah, quickly to that sort of yeah. stuff, right? You learn when you're under investigation, and I was under FBI investigation, and the FBI is a very good friend of mine. I speak to him all the time. Agent Coleman's a good friend, great guy. He's coming on my own podcast. I'm, st- I'm watching, you guys know I'm launching a podcast and I want you to be oh, on there. Oh, congrats. Oh, that'd I want be awesome. Both you guys is, on there. Wait, is that the awesome. agent from? Uh... The, his real name is Agent Coleman. Okay. Great guy, right? <laughs> You're just yeah. in a tough spot. He he means you too. You too. You're just behind him. You're behind him. I don't know. Him. I don't no. know. Me at all. No, he does. I love this guy. He him. does. He's no, just behind. That's his You had that climate. You know, he doesn't know all the Hey, can we cut to the wide? Because he's passionate. Can we get to the wide? Yeah. I respect the passionate. Awesome. 
But you got, if you come home, we have one more gotta feed you meat. Can we just see how how dedicated these guys are? I respect I respect Jordan's videographers are like slowly just walking in. You know what? Watch else we'll see. Gotta get the shot. I don't give a fuck. Anyway, so wait, so what were we saying about? I was oh um fun coupons. But what, no, about um about when the SEC hands you oh, a paper yeah, so and you get desensitized. Right, right. So here's what happened: the first time I really broke the law on Wall Street, right? I was I had to do a trade, and and if I would have done the trade the way it was supposed to happen, it would have been a red flag to the regulators. Like I had to buy a stock; someone owed me stock that was two dollars, and the stock was six. So if they would have sold to me at two dollars, made a two dollar print while the stock was at six. Say what the fuck? Wait, you yeah, sold- yeah. Something's wrong, right? Yeah. So the guy sold me the stock at six and handed me a bag of a million dollars in cash. You understand? Yeah. Quarter million yeah, yeah, shares. Yeah, yeah, I got, yeah, I made, yeah. sold me six, four dollars a share, quarter million, million dollars in cash. So I got yeah. a bag of cash. And I was fucking so tortured over this million dollar bag. I was like, I shouldn't do this. And I hadn't broken any laws yet, you know? I was like, all right, I'm doing it once and never again. Uh, and and that's you, the first step. And there you go. And that's how it <laughs> fucking starts. Yeah. That's one way it starts, okay? One, that started for me, right? With that fucking one step and then your line of morality and ethics moves a little bit. And then these small imperceptible steps. It's like, you know, it's like, it's like you dip your toe into a hot bath and you're like, fuck. And then, 30 minutes later, you're like, ah, oh, it's perfect. <laughs> yeah, like uh, when you first get into a hot Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right? So, so, so that's, but then there's another path also. The other, the other path, this is just as common, if not more, is people who make a mistake and they lose money, but they're scared to tell people. So they try to cover it up. They say, oh, let me just do a bigger trade. I'll make it back. I'll make it back. And that's how a lot of pawns. It's called chasing. Uh, chasing. Get it? So, so there's a rule in trading. Your first loss is your best loss. Yep. And, but a lot of people, they, you know, if I do that, my business will die or people. And so they try to cover that up and not disclose it. And that starts this whole chain that gets bigger and bigger. And then there's people like Bernie Madoff who like from the very Holy first shit. thing, it's like standing as a fucking scam from the Holy fucking start, yeah. right? But, you know, I knew, I knew after about two years, like I, I way, it was way out of control, um, Morality wise, and also legally, listen, 98% of what we did was legit. It was a couple of things we were doing that, that were very wrong, we, but everyone was doing them. So they were, as like, as you found out on Wall Street later on, I wasn't, the, everyone was fucking yep, corrupt. It's yep, true. Yep. Okay. That doesn't make what I did right. I'm not trying to rationalize it, but that was my rationalization back then. It's not a big deal. But then, you know what happened? My mistake was, is what happened to you in a sense is that when you get that big and that young, you're a target. And if yeah. you do one thing, and I deserved it. By the way, I deserved to go down. I did. I I um I made mistakes. I did things I would never do now. Like uh, the real thing I did wrong was that I when I, I created a system called the straight line for training salesmen. Once I invented that, I was able to take any person and make them into a fucking millionaire closer, right? World-class closer. Can you so, still do that, by the way? Of course, I do it all around the world. Oh, oh yeah. trading or sales training? Just making people millionaires in general. <laughs> well, if they, yeah, if they want to work their asses off, absolutely. I could take any person and make them rich if they want to work their fucking ass no off. No chance on just the million without the working the ass off part. <laughs> you got to work. Fucking it. I'm the wrong. If you want to, if, if someone wants to really work and take time to learn the rules of success and grow themselves, yes, you'll be a millionaire. Are there, short, are there shortcuts to success? Of course there are. And that's the shortcut is to learn. To, the only way to get rich in this world is quick. Yeah. world's too expensive to get rich slowly, right? Mm. But the distinction there is I'm not talking about a get rich quick scheme. What happens is you work really hard and then you don't get the result. And you work really hard, don't get the result. You keep working really hard, you don't get the result. 
but you're lining up the elements of success it's below the waterline, so to speak. And then that one last piece of the puzzle, and bam, you sort yeah. of, and everyone's like, oh my God, he got rich overnight. Well, you know what? There was a, two years of really Ten hard years. work, yeah, or whatever yeah, it might yeah, be, yeah. 10,000 hours, whatever yeah. it might be, right? 10,000 hours. So, yeah. so the point is, is that when you get rich, it happens quickly, but there's a lot of work that has to go into it. Now, here's the deal. There are certain skill sets that you really need to possess if you want to essentially ensure that outcome. Those are the ability to close the deal, to market effectively, which you guys are awesome at. You're great marketers, right? Yep. Okay, to close effectively. The rules of business and entrepreneurship. The, then there's some inner game stuff, mindset to manage your emotional states, your beliefs. So there's all this sort of stuff, Networking, right? relationship yeah, and, building. Well, that's all based on beliefs and strategy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I teach people those strategies and then they'll get rich without learning. Listen, I wrote this book that became a phenomenon. You know how I learned it? By modeling Tom Wolf. I couldn't have done it without modeling. So there's always a strategy yeah. behind, you know, wealth doesn't happen by accident. You know, Bill Gates didn't become the richest man in the world. Now, it was very deliberate actions they took. And they're all great salespeople, great yeah. promoters, brilliant business people. Jeff um, Zuckerberg, they're all, yeah. it's, it's always yeah. for a reason. So the rules of success are really, really easy. They're, they're, they're knowable, they're learnable, and they're out there. I teach them. But if you're not willing to work hard, I'm the wrong mentor for you. Then don't, don't come to me because you can't do it without hard. But most people, here's the deal. Most people are working really fucking hard and not getting results. Yeah, true. Work, work smarter, not harder. There you go. Yeah. Was it all worth it? Of course it was. Champ. Hey, champ. Not hey. because, well, let me, let me qualify. It was worth it because it brought me to this point in my life. If you're asking if crime pays, right? The crime. Well, I will tell you this. If I would have not committed that, those, that three or 4%, 2%, whatever it was that was, I'd be worth five, $10 billion now. That was what brought me down. Was, I didn't make more money because that, that was, I made money quicker. See, usually what happened, a lot of people, they cut corners. It's not that you, you would still make, get rich, but you make it a little bit, you collapse time, right? My point is, is that I would never, I would never change anything. This is, this is my life. It brought me to where I am now. I have an amazing platform around the world to, to, to help people, to make money, to spread a great message. <laughs> and I, and, I, and I, I, I take great responsibility. I do it really well. But of course I would change certain things. Actions I took that hurt other people. Yes, I wish I could change those, but I can't, okay? The bright side is, is that at least it brought me to this spot now, made me the person I am today. And as I said in the beginning, I think, you know, you're not the mistakes of your past. The only people I don't respect are those that don't learn from their mistakes. Mm -hmm. That's why I said Billy, the guy from the farm fire. Yeah, yeah. That's the question and that, that remains to be seen. So hopefully, I hope, I, I hope the guy comes back and and uses his his makes gets a great story and he becomes fa really famous and makes a jillion. I hope he does. Hope he does. Mm. Hey, shouts Billy McFarland. Yo, let's go to the audio only right now. It's the same shit, just a little bit more, yeah. a little bit deeper, a little I'm bit not, juicier. I, I'm so not, I don't know if we can I'm get not juicier. leaving. I'm not. I'm not leaving. Oh, you, you're not gonna. You don't have I'm to. I'm not fucking leaving. That's the good I'm news. not fucking leaving. I'm not fucking leaving. <laughs> I'm the fucking national fucking guard to get me out of here. <laughs> Damn, what a fucking podcast, Jordan Balford. Thank you, bro. Yeah, I really appreciate it, dude. Pleasure. Where can they find you on social? Wolf of Wall Street? Wolf of Wall Street? Wolf of Wall Street? <laughs> Wolf of Wall Street. Hit him up, guys. What's your socials? Hit that subscribe button as well. Subscribe to Impulsive, the number one podcast in the world. Yeah. The latest five stars True. in the iTunes store. There Listen to this on Spotify and iTunes. Extended audio right now with Jordan Belford. Ow! Peace! Ah, right, here we are. We're still here. Wolf of Wall Street. You know, I just thought I just thought of my Instagram like like eight months ago. My son's <laughs> Azadi said, said he was a part of it too. He said he helped with it. 
I love his. That's not true. He was going, <laughs> no, he was going to. No, he was. Oh, going, okay. No, he was going to. Um, and it just you know the problem with Azani, he just was simply he was geographically in the wrong spot. He was in Vegas. Uh, Tough. Spot. I liked him. I thought he was very smart. He had some good ideas, but it, you know, I just wasn't. It was just wasn't going to work for me with having someone that was in Vegas. Uh, yeah. And yeah, he actually had some really good ideas. And I liked him. I think he's I, an ideas. I guy. think he's a good guy. He is. Yeah. Uh, Raul Duke from Fear and Loathing in Las Vegas. Hunter S. Thompson's book. Who had a more of a fun time, you or uh, or Raul Duke and Hunter S. Thompson? Wow. Fair and lonely, I'm not saying it. I don't, dude. He was he was a fucking going hard. That guy. He was man. the exact opposite of you. I mean, when well, you drop lewds, he dropped tabs of acid. Well, you know, listen, his you know famous line was I you know was on going down. You know, I was you know the book. I know that book by heart, basically. Right? You know, you know, it was like fucking you know on the way to Vegas with the top, top down, down, right? Yeah. The bats are screeching down the, and swooping down, going hundred miles an hour to Las Vegas. My attorney was sitting next to me with his wraparound sunglasses, pouring beer on his chest to facilitate the tanning process. I know the whole the whole thing by heart, Holy right? Holy shit! Yeah. Anyway, but um, he said I had a bag of grass, a bag of screamers and laughers, uppers, downers, right? And uh. And ether, nothing's more depraved than a man on an ether, ether. trip. Right? I remember the whole fucking book by heart. So I, I love that guy. Okay, um, I was him for Halloween. Yeah, here's the it's thing. No, I, I think they were different. I, like I didn't do ether. I fucking <laughs> fuck up. You know. And also, like I don't do well with like psychedelics. I'm like too emotionally unstable. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm not. I'm the sort of guy that would take one hit of acid, I'd be dead. <laughs> I would never come back. You don't. From it. So like, you don't. You don't. One thing I never did is, is psychedelics. You don't right? meditate. Dude, I can't keep my mind. I got 28 voices in my fucking head. You know, I'm like filming and I, as I'm filming, I got like four fucking things. Going. I will, I will say this. You talk a lot about taking one step down and it leading towards this like slippery slope of depravity. I've heard, and I'm very like you, very bad at, at doing it, but I've heard once you take the first step up from meditation, it gets a little bit easier and some of those voices start to stop. It's like a, it's like a, practice uh, mm. upward yeah no listen you know dude that'd be great i would love to do that really yeah. honestly and, and my being facetious here, i'd love to do that i just i've i've tried it i've obviously tried it you yeah. know many times transcendental meditation back in in the 90s i've been to fucking god knows how many retreats and i i've never been able to to do it i just yeah. haven't you know yeah. i fear i'm like that yeah i fear yeah. I think I am. I'm, I'm gonna keep trying though. As I would say, my it's just a lifestyle. Made, like when you're constantly say, exposed yeah. Yeah, to so much and so much content, so much input, other people around you, it it it's a lifestyle. Like there are people who can do it, but they're more disconnected from that lifestyle yeah. from hey. society. Yeah. Um. Yeah, yeah. I, I I heard somewhere Jonah Hill. Uh, it was famously said he had he begged to play the part and that he actually accepted SAG minimum. True. To play is that, that's true. This is true. So what what happened uh, there? Like, do did they have someone else cast for no, that no, role? No, or? no, no. He just found out about it from uh, I think his agent was over. I think CAA, but I'm not sure. It could be wrong. Yeah. Um, but it was well. I mean, you know, like once a Scorsese movie is announced, everyone will work. Like, yeah. You get anyone work with Scorsese for like the, the scale because look at Margot Robbie who's on. By the way, Mar I love. It wasn't that her first. Uh no, she's done other stuff, okay, Margo. Okay. But but Margo is an incredible human being. But she's the nicest person, Margo Robbie. Really? Oh my god! Like they don't come any nicer and more wow. humble. Wow, she's awesome. I yeah, think I yeah, love she's her. She's unbelievable. Yeah, I think you love a lot of girls. I love her the most. <laughs> oh, right. uh, how, how often were you? Chilling, <laughs> she's easy to love, you know. How often were you chilling with uh, with Leo on set? Like, would you go and watch yeah, no, him shoot? So I, I spent tons of time with Leo. Got it. Not on set, just tons of time before, like just about a year preparing. And uh, you know, one thing I don't thing people realize about him is he, he is really serious about what he does. Like it's like, <sighs> oh, he's yeah. naturally, oh, yeah. he's naturally talented, but dude, the, the amount of preparation, this guy tortured himself over every word, every line of the script. He, he wanted everything to be, I mean, he really, you know, it's, you know, again, there's a reason when you see people successful, there's a reason why he's, he's, yeah. uh, 
He's a talent and he works his ass off. Yeah. Is Wolf of Wall Street your favorite movie? You know, it's it's hard, it's hard for me. It, I, I wish it wasn't my lifestyle because I love the movie. Yeah. But, you know, I, I, I'll say I've watched the first half a lot. Yeah. <laughs> the second half isn't as fun. Were you satisfied so, with the way Leo played you? Of course. I mean, listen, it could have been a lot worse, right? It could have had been played by Danny DeVito. Yeah. <laughs> and I love I'm a huge, De- and I, I always say that, but I'm nothing against Danny. I love he's all these talented dude. But like, listen, it doesn't suck being played by fucking Leo. Yeah, that's great. That's you awesome. Yeah. Who would you, who'd you want to play you in your life story? Logan? It's tough because I like, know who should play you by Matthew McConaughey. That looks like That's such a common. Yeah, it looks like this a lot. No, that's the energy like, you have. like me in the future, Matthew McConaughey. Yeah, and that's a that's a yeah. massive revolutions, revolutions. You know, yeah. yeah. Keep him on the Ferris yeah, wheel. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. You know? Fugazi. Fugazi, 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 Fugazi Fairy. Ah, yeah, it's yeah, yeah. It's yeah, elemental. Yeah, it's not yeah, on the yeah. elemental chart, you know? <laughs> I love that. Does really ad-lib that whole thing? Incredible. Yeah, really. yeah, I heard that. Yeah. What is that? I want you to bring me and my friend here to Martin. No, that was in the book. No, that was not, not ad-lib. But he ad-libbed the whole thing. The whole thing about with the cocaine, the hookers, that was all true. The drug, that was all true. That was right from the book. But the part about like the, uh, the you know, the Tawaz, he's a Ferris wheel, it's elemental, yeah. it's fairy dust, it's on the it's Ferris wheel. Elemental. Fucking, I mean, that guy is brilliant. Yeah, it's, yeah. How, how cool is it for you to see? So I, I've spent some time in sales offices, right? And I, I remember prior to Wolf of Wall Street coming out, it was Boiler Room. Everybody well, was talking about, about me too. Room. That guy worked for me too. Crazy. Yeah, it's my second movie they made about me. Crazy. And so everybody was always quoting Boiler Room. And then, you know, those main yeah. teams with all the guys around right. with Ben Affleck. He worked for me, that guy, yeah. Now, how does it feel to see these sales offices loaded up with people quoting Wolf of Wall Street? Well, they, I train most of them. I, I'm high. They're all using my system. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I have a system. They all buy it. And they, they some people buy it. Some people just probably download it. Who knows you know, what some yeah. people do, right? Yeah, watch, but, it on, um, watch it on Twitch. No, yeah, but, but the, here's the thing, though, right? You know, it's awesome because it's fucking just awesome. And there's no, I'd be lying to you if I didn't say that. That's great. I mean, you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. It's great to go through life and make an impact, right? Yeah. And especially when you, you know, it's not, you know, it's kind of a big downturn and to come back now, you know, we say like my kids are, my kids are awesome. I have, I have three of the greatest kids. I really do. They're great. They're all well-adjusted. They're all successful. Uh, they all, they're all hard. They're all wild in their own way, but they're all great, right? You know what? And I think that would have never happened if I would have not, if I would have, taken a different path and not turned my mistakes into successes. They, my kids have seen that. And I think it's a, it's a most powerful thing for a child to see. Okay. Is someone coming back from failure Comeback stories. and how hard, yeah. and Bowen knows how hard I worked, like literally 18 hours, you know, so like right the time he, you know, and, and he saw how it's the struggle and, and that builds muscle for people who watch. Like watching that, it builds belief more than anything. Logan's Logan says something a lot. Um, about breaking down muscle and what is it again you said? Yeah, just like going to the gym. Anything you do, it's like the reason you go to the gym is to break down your muscle so it can increase, it can heal and and repair itself stronger than it was. You got it. Here's, in the, the, first here's place. the problem. I'll tell you the present, <clears throat> the, the interesting thing. So what you're saying is a thousand percent true, right? Mm-hmm. And we know that. And we also know that when we go to the gym and we break down our muscle and we look in the mirror the next day, we don't look any different. Yeah. But do we go back to the gym again? Yes, because we know that we actually did make progress. It's just imperceptible. Yeah. yeah. Success is the same fucking thing. Yeah. What happens is people, they'll work hard, they'll study, they'll learn, they'll grow. I'm not written. You know what? It's no, you got to you, you keep doing it and doing it. And before you know it, it's three months later, you're like, fuck, look yeah. at me. I'm, I'm fucking you're ripped. You, yep. you get it? It's the same thing. Most things in life, most progress is made below the visible, below the waterline. And it's only when it breaks into the visible. It's like, wow, it's worth. 
you will make, you, you start off over here, you're negative 50. And then you start rising up, rising up. That's massive progress. You might not be making a fucking dollar. You might be broke in poverty in your life, but you're making huge progress. Yeah. People give up too early yep. because they can't see it. You know, that's why, that's why I say a lot. Some of the, some of the biggest achievers in life and in my eyes are people that have come back from massive downfalls. Yeah. And so these are the addicts, the homeless people that have, that have made anything out of their life. Because if you look at some people who started at zero and made it to 50, great. They did, they did 50% you know, growth exactly. or hundred yeah, you, you know, you broke Donald Trump, right? It was right, an article right, in the right, times, right, right? Right. About he lost a billion dollars. And I was asked this question about what do you think about it? I'm like, fuck dude, I'm impressed. He lost yeah. a billion dollars and came back. Whoa. Wow. Yeah, yeah. That's fucking not easy to a do. Billion bucks, he lost dude. a billion dollars and came back. He was actually, he yeah. was actually the largest. I know. Yeah. Tax loser. Yeah, 10 years period. 10 years. 10 years. Yeah, 10 years period. Wow. Yeah. Crazy. I read, that I read every paper. So, so I don't see, I, I, I read the liberal and the conservative. I want both. I always want to be informed by both sides. I never, because I hate people who just read an echo chamber. So the reason yeah. I know all this stuff is I, I, read, I read both sides every day, right? If you could only read one, what would you read? I would never do that. I wouldn't read one. If you, you had to. Fox. Because I can't take the liberals because there's too much nonsense there. But, but here's the thing. If you look at it, there's also, I believe in so much of the liberal agenda but it's, see, you understand this. Liberals today are not what it was 20 years. The, I, I was a liberal. My, my parents are liberals, right? And, and I love, there's so much of it that I love and embrace on a personal level. I'm the most liberal person socially. Every, you know, set, I mean, dude, in gay marriage, how could you possibly give a fuck what someone else does with their life? Yeah. yeah. Like, I think it's criminal. And that's, I think they're like the, they're, and I feel by the religious, they, right, they miss that. Like, just such, it's, dude, how could you, you know, you get a, yes. as long as you're not hurting someone else, right? I mean, what the hell, right? Yep. But that being said, there's, there's this insanity right now where it's all based on emotion. And I, so you have to now sift through all this shit to get to the real good stuff. But I always read both because there's a lot of stuff I agree with there as well. Like I have AOC and, 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 the, and the credit cards, the 15% cap. I, I, I'm onto everything here because if I'm not, you know, if I just watch one, you know, then you're, 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 then you would be. And I like, I love Hannity, but dude, he's Hannity. He's a, and he's, honestly, one thing is that he's a fucking complete, he's a conservative pundit. He's not for sure. There for news. For sure. So, you know, when you're watching the problem is on CNN right now, this guy, Don Lennon, he's not, he's, he's trying to pretend he's a real commentator. He's yeah, not. Yeah. But that, and that's okay. Just say it's his opinion. Entitled I agree. opinion. I agree. That's not right though. Cause he's entitled to have his opinion. He can go, but you're not a commentator. You know, you know what I've started doing? Watching BBC. That, and I do, by the way, I so watch BBC and I'm like, great. Oh. Wow. What a great. So but that's, you're, you're like, you're like, wait a second. What? Like, yeah. <laughs> so uh, again, you get news, yeah. you get fucking news well, on BBC. You know, it's I travel, no- I travel so much. That happened to be the first time I really started traveling in 2009 and went in this world tour and you start reading other news like BBC. I'm like, holy shit. It's like a different news yeah. out there. Right. It's very interesting. Yeah. So I, I, I always um, go through that. So I have on my website, I have a news thing. It goes every single one. And I just right, go through right, them, right. you know? Right. So, yeah. So tell me, let's talk about something. Let's talk about, let me ask, can I ask you guys a question? Yeah. yeah. All right. I want you guys to tell me, because this, this always intrigued me about you guys, you and your bro. Mm. Okay. I met your bro many years ago. We have a mutual friend, Mark Roberts, who I love. Mark Roberts, my roommate back in the day. Such an important yep. person. He's yep. the greatest yep. guy. I love Mark, right? Yep. He awesome. is the most helpful person no, when you go to Miami. I mean, I mean, ever. Hell yeah. <laughs> ever. 11, right? Yeah. 11. 11. Yeah. Yeah. No, but Mark, no, Mark is just a brilliant, he's really a brilliant yes. guy. Okay. Yes. And, uh, and a loyal friend too, right? Um, so I met your brother very early. He was because his son Justin was getting involved yep. in the whole yep. thing, yep. right? Yep. With your bro, right? Right. So what I want to know is what I want to know. 
what was, how did you guys start this whole fucking thing? Like how, what separates, okay, so you're the most famous YouTuber guy, right? right? <laughs> nah. I, I want to know what was the real, what was the moment? What was this, was there something that you did? After my life, it was I invented the straight line. I can look at one moment, say, I did that, bam. Mm. That, is there one moment or no? It was a series of moments. It was a series. Yeah, is there any yeah. one big one that, that, that set it off? There were. <sighs> when you look, say, you know what guys, this is actually real. I, I, I don't, I don't have that moment. There was one like minor thing, um, I, I, I made a vine back when vine existed. Yeah. Six second videos. Yeah. And, uh, it, I, one of my vines got revined. There was like a retweet by a bigger account. And I went from like 900 to like 5,000 followers. And like at the time, of course, that's the biggest fucking moment of my life. It's the greatest thing I had going for me, but also like 4,100 followers. Is, didn't. <clears throat> yeah. But what you realize from that moment though, is wait a second, if I could scale that, if I can get lots of people to yeah, do that, yeah, for sure. that's a business. For that, sure. did, that, did that occur to you at the time? Yeah, for sure. For right, sure. So that was always sure. a moment. So yeah. you, you had to think deep. So that was a moment you realized there was perhaps a business model there, right? Yeah. So what did you do? See, see, here's the thing. Tommy Chong told me to write a book and I did. Guess what? He told 50 people to write a book. <laughs> How many people had that same moment you did it but didn't follow through? Nah, yo, you, I tripled See, down, bro. You got, so that's tripled the Tripled down. Yeah, you yeah, yeah. So you can always look back. So, you tri so Okay, so what happened next is so you tripled down and it just started to sell more and more and more. Right? And then I'm like, oh, yo, shit, shit I'm actually And before this. you know it, they're starting to come to you to retweet shit, and, yep. right? And yep, that's yep, that, yep, right? Yep. My, my guess is that his aha moment was the moment he said, I'm going to make a video. Up I was, was going to say, the moment picked I picked up, up a camera, camera bro, it was, it was you know a what I'm saying? Rap. And said, like, hey, I like this. I'm pretty good at this. I'm going to put this video online. And that was the, that was your, his that, straight line. Yeah. You know what yeah, I'm saying? Tell me your story. And then your story. Well, yeah. My story is crazy, bro. It's a long one. I, I don't know. I was, a, you're talking to me. I was, a, I don't, I was, a, <laughs> I was a, I was a crazy normal, normal barometer of crazy. You know, <laughs> scale, yeah. I'll give you a quick, quick one. I was a normal middle class kid in Connecticut. Fell into the Oxycontin, you know, wave in 2003. Was a uh, Oxycontin heroin addict for 10 years. Climbed out I of that. I feel your pain, pal. Yeah, bro. Yeah. Climbed out of that shit uh, through detox, rehab, 50 days in rehab, all that shit. And then my my aha moment is- Were you snorting him? Snorting yeah, 40 milligrams? Snorting, I wasn't an intravenous guy. I How many a, at a time? I was doing 580s a day. 580s a day? Yeah. So Great. would you snort one and one? one eight, I would 160 snort- 160 or how much? No, no 160s. I would snort- I would No, I'm like 80 and 80. One OC8 at a time. One eight. Okay, so 40 and 40. Yeah, up, yeah, okay, yeah, got it. Yeah, all right. Yeah. Just trying to get a sense only of the, the- Only the left notch. Uh, what, what only is the that, left What is that like- Compare in drug world, like where's that lie? Is that me? Yeah, is that a lot? Like it's like a like a fly vanilla. <laughs> Dude, I was fucked. I was fucked. But wow. but but for a north for an average person, if you sniff an oxycontin, you're, you're dead. You're dead. Immediate, yeah, yeah. immediate death. Yeah, you I was die, taking. I was back then. Okay, just so you guys know, I was taking something called before oxycontin. The lauded, right? No, 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 no. no, no. More before oxy. No, before oxycontin existed. I was taking something called MS content. Oh yeah, I remember. Morphine I remember. sulfate yeah, yeah, continuous. Yeah, 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 so the yeah. difference is oxycontin is, is synthetic morphine based, yep, right? Yep. So, but they're both continue, they're long acting. You crush it up and snort it. So I was, I had a bad back injury. It was yep. real. So I was getting, I was on MS content for years and years and years, right? So I had a massive tolerance to that as well. So I understand you can take huge amounts. Yep. It's like unbelievable what you can do. Yep. You know, um, so, and then did you, were you balancing out so with coke and stuff though? Everything. Yeah. Coke ended up with a crack habit for a couple of years. And that was when it really started to, I, I right. started to go downhill. So did I, did I, yeah. right? right. And so, uh, once I got clean and got straightened out, my big thing, like, like picking up the camera for me was also picking up a camera, believe it or not. I started shooting photography and I realized that in life you can simply, if you, if you do it the right way, you can simply become things like you. I, I, I tell, I've said this before. I've never told, I never told anyone Hey, I'm trying out photography right. or I'm trying out drone aerial cinematography. 
I said, you hey, do it to become an expert. No, I ended up, I started making business cards I and I said, I am one of the best photographers in the state. So that's and I've never no, shot listen, anything no, no. in listen, my life. Right. You know, that's called acting as if. Yes. But, but now here's the thing that that's an excellent strategy. I yeah. did it when I was 12. Right. Right. I wanted to give magic shows. I saw David Copperfield make the statue of me disappear. I was like, fuck. I put an ad in Penny Save at children's parties. The phone starts ringing off. Look, I did. I never know one trick. Right. Okay. <laughs> but it forced me. <laughs> my father took me to a magic store called Lewis Tannen in Manhattan. Great memories for me. And I became Belfort, the amazing Belfort. Like, right. Hi, I did right, right, right. It's, but the difference with you, and this, yeah, is, yeah. this is important for the audience, right? That's a great strategy. But the lie becoming the truth is, is see, that's acting as if. The lie becoming the truth. The lie doesn't usually become the truth unless you work your, how hard did you work it, it, though to become an expert? Extremely so, hard. Okay, so you position, my, my, you position yourself yeah. as an expert and you rapidly close the knowledge gap, yes, right? Yes. That's the secret. Yes. And that's what I continue to do. Right. I mean, if when, when it was time to come on the podcast, when it was time to do stuff with him, there's a lot of things that I'm not an expert on and I, I jump in, I work my ass off and I try Listen, to get better. Oh. And it's, by the way, it's also having some, it's also having some of the best fucking mentors in the world. Right. Well, can I tell you something? I said, so, I said this to, um, I had this girl working for me, ter terrible employee. She's gone. The one, we have one dead weight. She's gone. I'm sure you've known all about that right? right? Anyway, and you know, Bowen's already, he's like rolling his eyes back there because he couldn't take it, right? But here's the thing, you know, I said, she's like, well, like, you know, I, I have to ask all these questions. I, I said, let me fucking just tell you something. Every person in this office, including me, goes through saying, I wonder when they'll find out I don't know what I'm doing. Everyone, when they'll find out that I really don't know, because you know why? Everyone goes through life not really knowing because we push ourselves. Mm. I'm always pushing myself to the next level. Yep. So I, I, I step into situations where I'm not really quite an expert yet. And I force myself to become an expert. Thrown into I, the fire. I, I throw, Thrown you know, into the fire. So we're on some level, all of us, and it's not fraudulent. It's acting as if. It's having the confidence to know that if you put yourself out there. Another example, when I started writing my book, I was concerned that I would never finish because I'd never written a book before. So you know what I did? As soon as I got out of jail, I started writing. I had 15 pages. I was nervous. I couldn't finish it. I went to my daughter, 10 years old back then. I said, guess what, Chandler? Daddy's going to write a bestseller. She's like, oh, oh my no. God. Yeah, now you got to awesome. do it. I gave myself, and she goes, mommy, mommy. Said, now I really got to do it, right? Yeah. Okay. So, you know, you say bing to her, right? Okay. <laughs> but the point is, is that I backed myself into a corner and I gave myself no choice but to succeed. I, mean, yeah. I think the consequences of failure are so dire and unthinkable. You get it? And, mm -hmm. and by the way, so now that works really well when you're your age, most of your audience, right? You have no responsibilities to speak of right now. You could just go out there and take fucking risks and go for it. You yeah. really can right now. When you get a little bit older, you have to, you never want to lose that passion, that ability, but you have to balance out your risk with responsibilities to family and things. Yes, you just yes. can't go wild because you, right, you, know, you, right. you destroy your family, right? Mm -hmm. But it's such a powerful thing. To, this, the most powerful lesson is that's how people become successful. You put yourself out there. You position yourself as an expert, but you got to be real damn straight close to that knowledge gap, right? You're, you're, I, I, and so I, I, I did move from that quickly. I moved from photo into marketing. And so I started doing marketing and I, I went to a guy that started this, this company here that just went public and told him, Hey, listen, I'm a social media marketing expert. I know how to sell ads, buy ads, all that. I, I you know, did the same thing. Right. And the, he took me on. I became very good under him. And then the brand team for the company took me on. And now I'm in, now I'm meeting with people with $50 million budgets mm. and I'm sitting in these boardrooms with literally sure. no fucking clue what I'm doing. And so that was the biggest, you know I don't know, that was the biggest learning. Listen, yeah. all you kids watching, you have a huge advantage, right? Because everyone like me, 
I will never understand this world like you will. I just won't. And I don't try to have my son for that. In other words, I didn't grow up with, you guys grew up with social media and the, all this stuff. I didn't grow up, dude, we didn't have this stuff when I was a kid. So I never, I never, I can't quite grasp some of the nuances like you guys can. So what do I do? I mean, I can't do it. No, I just have my, I have people, I have an expert. My son became an expert, right? He's awesome. He understands, he'll he'll do this. I'm like, what do you want want to do? He want to like start our own social network. It's so stupid. Took off like a rock. I'm like, why would people want to fucking post shit? Sure enough, (laughs) I don't get it, right? It doesn't occur to me. So the idea is, listen, you know, there's two types of people as well, right? Those that think they know it all themselves. I surround myself with people who know things I don't. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. What was your moment? Similar to Logan, I picked up a camera when I was super young. And so I knew- The fine, how old are you now? You're 12 now? (laughs) I was like, yeah. I was- uh, How old are you? 26. 26. I was like- I have pants that are older than you, okay? I was like probably like- Eight somewhere, eight years old. Holy Very fuck, young. Really? What kind Very of camera young. was it? It was on a tape recorder. Tape. Oh, like v, like VHS. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, like one of those big suckers. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah. Okay. My grandpa had them. So my sister and I started filming videos, and then I'll fast forward all the way to college because I hated school. So film was like the only thing that I could escape having to study, having to do any schoolwork. Where'd like, you go to school? Uh, Michigan in You're, Kalamazoo. In Oh, no, Council Council Zoo, yeah. Um, and so, yeah, hated school. Film was like the only thing I could do to get away. The only thing that actually like kept me floating. I was a really good swimmer. So I swam at Michigan State, uh, stopped swimming my freshman year. And then I went really hard with film and I started filming all the sports games. Uh, I got to do shoots for ESPN down in Kansas and Oklahoma. But then I realized real quick, there's no money in sports. So I switched to doing more corporate stuff. Mm-hmm. And like we were describing earlier, like law of attraction and mindset sure. and like putting out what you want. Yeah. I started reading books where I, I figured that out mm-hmm. around the end of my junior year. And um, I became super passionate about education. Like I, I was $40,000 in debt in my senior year of college. Right. And I was like, this is absolutely fucked. Like I'm, right. I'm making a killing in business outside of school, but school's not teaching me any of this. Right. So I actually dropped out of school my senior year, five weeks before I graduated and just went all in with my film career and went all in with the idea to change education. So my one moment, um, I was walking down the hallway with my best friend at the time, uh, who actually became like, we became kind of enemies after this. Um, we <laughs> were walking down story. the hallway <laughs> and he was like, I was like, Hey, would you like, to change education? Like, do you, would you like to make this system better? Cause we've always talked about how whack it is. He's like, Oh yeah, I'd like to set up like a foundation. So like by the time I'm maybe like 50, 60, I have like a scholarship program or something. And then it clicked for me right there. I was like, I'm going to change the whole thing by the time I'm 30. And that's what he's doing now. There you go. So, what, yeah. so, so that's your business. So right changing now. the education system. Like I went on a journey to find out why so education you, is so the define, way it is. What are you doing to change it? Documentary. But then I'm going to create a curriculum through all the people I've interviewed in the film. More and all like, the people you're going to make it more like with. a practical curriculum, more like, you know. Like, <laughs> yeah, something like, to help uh, traditional schools like the one I grew up in shift to- Here's the, here's the thing, right? You know, being okay. more open to more progressive well, systems. I, you know, I hate that word progressive, boy. Um, you know? <laughs> no, no, I'll tell you, I'll tell you, let me tell you something. You know, when you, when you travel the world, like go to Australia, 
you know, not everyone goes to college there and it's all right. Yeah. yeah. They're trees, they call them. Got, and they make a lot of money, live great lives. You know, it's like there's other paths. Yeah. You know, you know, education could be, you know, you know in, in these trades. Like there's, the United States, like it's, we've gotten away. You ever see that guy from Dirty Jobs? I love that guy. Yeah, right? Mike Rowe. Yeah, unbelievable, yeah. right? Yeah. So there's, there's, you know, college is, that's like, yeah, for some people, like my daughter, absolutely, she needed it. She made the most of it and she'll have a great career. NYU, great yeah, school. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And yeah. she's graduating next week. I'm going out there. What, to watch, what, um, for what? what uh, she's a graduate school now. She's a psychology degree. Oh, masters, psychology. Masters, great, yeah, masters. Great. Yeah, yeah. And she got a PhD. Awesome. The whole thing, right? She's a brilliant girl, hardworking, and she's awesome, right? Congratulations. What's yeah. her name? Chandler. Chandler. Chandler, right? And she's what's great. Up, Chandler? Right? Good job. Yeah, right? Is that? I said, what's up, Chandler? Yeah, what's up, Chandler? Yeah, he's the best, right? Are you trying to hit on his daughter? Yeah. What is wrong with you, That's Sam? What's up, bro? I'm yeah, dating she's, someone. Uh, she's oh, yeah, everybody sure. calm down. So anyway, so, so, um, no, it's an interesting story, right? So, um, so the documentary, I mean, you're shooting a documentary. Yeah. Yeah. Nice. I've been working on it for five years since I dropped out of college. Um, it's pretty unique because I dropped out five weeks before I graduated. <laughs> I still, and, I still don't know if I get and, that. <laughs> you know, because I, I grew up thinking if I have this piece of paper, I'll be that you that I Got need it. it to succeed. And so I dropped out. I've never looked back. Cool. I met Jake. I met Logan. And yeah, I got a question. How did you guys all meet? What's the tell me the list? So let me. How'd you? How'd you? You're Jordan, asking I, questions. That a Jordan, lot of fans. I'll, I'll be honest with you. They want to know. I forget. It. No, 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 why don't you no, just no. say it? I, I need you to say it. We can sit here all day and do this, but our next guest is over here sitting in the fucking corner drinking Gatorade. Dude. Hi, Brittany. I don't know what else to say it. Who's Quick, Brittany Furlan. She's beautiful. How are you? I'm sorry. She's married to Tommy, Tommy Lee. Lee. Married to Tommy Lee. Can I you fucking imagine love that? him, by the way. Awesome. I just saw this great, movie, great movie, by the way. Quick, quick. Note. The Dirt. Yeah. Oh yeah. Great. You watched it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was great. I I was done. I was like, these guys are like living like us. You want you want to hear the quick? The best line ever of that movie. thing is that. Other rock bands act crazy and do it because they think that's what rock people do. They just did it because they're fucking Motley Crue and crazy. That's who they were, right? That's authentic, right? And that, that always came through with Tom, with him. It really always came through with those guys. Amazing. Great movie, and he's amazing. Should we do a, a five second how we met really quick? And end it there. Well, yeah. Why don't you guys come to my podcast? How about this? All right, fine. Yeah, Perfect. yeah. I'm, gonna, I'm launching my podcast in the next couple of weeks. Well, you know the name I of it? You yeah. to, um, the Wolf's Den. Amazing. Fucking awesome. Hell yeah. My son came up with that, Thank right? Thank you. All right. And um, got your man, by the way, Colin. Okay. Great guy. He, uh, I had a and lot. We love I Colin. Every, no, Colin's up. I had everybody asking to do a podcast, and I never wanted to do it until I met Colin. Like, hey, Colin. Let's go. I met, oh, guy, shit. Dude. Oh, shit. Same, no, by the way. No, I, no, same. Colin was like, yo, you should do a podcast. I was no, like, it was amazing. Plug it. And then I built the set, and now I have to do you it. Know, you guys know Dan Flashman as well? Of course. Yeah, of course. So Dan is, Dan's amazing. I love Dan. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So Dan, Dan's, you know what I love about Dan? Last thing I'll say is that Dan is just like the most helpful fucking guy. So amazing. Fucking and does not amazing. ask for anything in return. Yeah. And that's why he's rich yeah, and successful. But Dan just said, you got to meet this guy, Dan Connect. And that was that. He gets it through giving. No, he's unbelievable. Yeah. He's amazing. Oh, right, yo, Jordan, Jordan Belfort, thank you, bro. You got We love you. We love you. Impulsive number one podcast in the world. Hit that subscribe button. Thank you for listening. Please. Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere and each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VGW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.